the nicest thing in the world happened to me the other day. A friend of mine sent me a text unprompted, said, hey, get into my family plan. Get into this YouTube premium family plan. And I'm already, I'm already, I'm already a YouTube premium subscriber. Okay. I don't, I don't want to brag too much, but like YouTube pulls aside the velvet rope when I walk up and, but it was just nice to be thought of, you know, it was just nice for someone to unprompted be like, buddy, I want you to have less ads in your life. They were just sitting around doing something in their day on the other side of the state. And they're like, Steve needs less ads. I don't want Steve (laughs) wasting his life on ads. Thank you. That's that's amazing. That is such a thoughtful gift. It is. To buy someone the the gift of less ads. I mean, he's adding adding hours. Yeah, just hours to your life, which is great. I I mean, at the rate that I kill time and avoid work with YouTube several hours days even mm-hmm. of my life are being uh, value added i think is the word we'd use what is one place you wish uh, now that you have youtube premium and you're living the ad free life out here yeah what's another place you wish just had less ads what's another maybe site service or or thing uh <laughs> honestly uh anywhere i'm gonna say anywhere on the drive up north, about an hour outside of the cities, those billboards mm. start getting a little rough, and I'm starting to think, let's yeah. just let's just take a pass. Let's go ad free on this. Where's the billboard premium? Why can't I subscribe to billboard premium? Dude, that's a great idea. And you know, <laughs> we have those billboards in the south, but they're spelled incorrectly, so it's kind of worse. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Oh, I agree with you there. It's either there or Pornhub for me. Really, a toss up, but. At any rate, we're happy to have you here, folks. I'm Travis hanging out with my pal Steve. He's already from up north, and he often references even further up north, which I don't even think exists. It's just, it's it's, it's Steve, and then slightly above Steve is Santa Claus. That's how I see it. Terrible habit of a Minnesotan. When when you live in a state that has exactly one important city, like one place in the state that people live, you just start saying Mm -hmm. up north to mean anywhere other than where I am. (laughs) <laughs> sure just happens sure we we often say around here down south and what mm. that means no one really knows it's yeah. just somewhere somewhere down there <laughs> not here yeah that's for sure away away man i don't know what it is steve but i feel like i haven't podcasted in longer than the time it's been since we have podcasted but i will say uh, i did I was, you know, I drained most of my so- social energy over the past few days at good old Magfest, but I saved just enough in the tank for you, big guy. I knew this was coming up. I was looking forward to it. Played some, uh, played some games with uh, some of our dear friends from the old Discord, uh, so that I could come here today and talk about them. They were terrible games, but they were good people. They were good people. Yeah. So I'm excited to get to that later today. But you know, this is going to be um, our first episode of the year, which means. We get to throw down the gauntlet and uh, and throw down a challenge for everyone. Last year we did, uh, what did we do there? We did a game for every year you were alive. Yep. yep. And a lot of the old people hated that. They were like, dude, <laughs> have some respect for your elders, please. I'm every bit of whatever, 43. I can't possibly. They had no games when I was born. Yeah. Um. Well, this year, and we'll save it for the end of the show. We're going to tantalize you. You know what? I'm not even going to chapter mark it. I'm going to make you fish for it. <laughs> we uh, we have we have a challenge that's going to be just right for everybody. It's going to be equal. It's not going to be ageist. We got really accused of that. Nearly canceled. Yeah. Uh, this one, as long as you graduated kindergarten, you should be able to knock out this challenge. No problem. Mm, I, I generally am going to agree with you. 
I think it's pretty easy to forget your kindergarten education, right? Like if you're not, if you're not up to date on it, not running a pack of flashcards every so often, I don't know, things get dicey. They do. They do indeed. No, you're right. You're right. That's on me. <sighs> but in the way of that, so, uh, you know, we got the challenge we're going to talk about later in the show. Uh, we got your regular, we got your regular stuff. People that are new to the show, listen, we're talking about the games we're beaten. We talk about the games that you're beaten. And if you're listening, you're like, how do you know the games I've beaten? I didn't tell you that. Well, you have, you do have to tell us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so you can do that in a couple of different ways we'll get to later in the show. And we're just, oh man, I just can't wait, Steve, to be talking about the games we're going to be talking about today. Because again, and I want to lean in on this right now out of the gate. Most of the games that I played in the last two weeks are really bad games. <laughs> But I still had fun. And and what is life? But just trying to find the silver linings on everything so that you're not constantly miserable, no? Yeah. I mean, good friends, free play arcade machines. Mm. At, at that point, it doesn't even matter what pictures are coming up on the screen, right? You're just clicking buttons and moving a joystick around and waiting until names show up. No joke. You know, one of my favorite moments from MacFest this time, we got to meet the one, the only very cool guy, Mike. Okay, very cool uh, guy. Mike strolls up. We, you know, none of us had ever even seen his face before, right? Oh, he's not just, just a little hearing. naked pixel man. He, he's not. Honestly, he looks nothing like that guy. Oh, damn! Uh, it was all that's all a lie. But uh, he's more handsome. Oh, uh, goddamn! And uh, he he'd been walking around that arcade for a few minutes, waiting for us to show up. And uh, I say a few minutes, maybe even upwards of an hour. And apparently, someone played a bad trick on him. Someone told him that the m- machines were not free play. What? And so. He, so he was like, oh, okay. And then never even tried it. He just walked around and just watched people play. And then we got there. We were like, what you been playing? He's like, I don't know how to get tokens or whatever. We're like, what are you talking about? So um turns out he somebody pulled the old bamboozle on him. Oh. We, and then we set the guy free. He was, he was loose on those arcades into the sunset. He was having a good time. I'm happy so for him. Don't, I'm play, happy for don't him. play mean tricks on people. Come on. Free play is for everyone. Well... Or, you know, test test what people say, you know? It was funny. I mean, I... That is good it was, stuff. It was, it was <laughs> funny, yeah. Let's get into the games that are coming soon. We got January 10th through the 23rd, next two weeks here. And, ah, Steve, you got a couple listed here you're excited about. Why don't you explain them to us? Yeah. So the first... I'm surprised this game's coming out so soon. Got a new Fire Emblem coming out. Aren't you excited? Fire Emblem Engage? Yeah, yeah, you know me, <laughs> of course. What's your favorite Fire Emblem that you already played? Just if you were to oh, just name one. Let's see. Well, this one's Fire Emblem Engage, and uh, I always liked Fire Emblem Just Dating. That was one of my favorite <laughs> ones that they put out. It was a little simpler. It wasn't as serious, I don't think. Yeah, I think, uh, yep, I think that's fair. They, other people call that one Fire Emblem Awakening, but it's the same thing. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. For, for like three people, that joke's going to get hit hard. But <laughs> <laughs> there, is a, there is a new Fire Emblem coming out. Fire Emblem Engage. Very colorful, very exciting. I mean, you know what you're getting with a new Fire Emblem game. You're going to get a bunch of tactics. You're going to get a bunch of grids. Mm. You're going to get dudes occasionally critting you and killing you instantly. And then you restart the map because you have permadeath on for some reason. It's going to be a good time. I do have to say, <laughs> I was a... I think I came down, this does not happen that often, but it has happened a few times. I came down on the less enthusiastic side of the most recent Fire Emblem game. A lot of people were like, this is the one. Fire Emblem Three Houses is the best Fire Emblem game that has ever been made. And I was like, this game has a lot of not Fire Embleming in it. I want mm. a little more battling. 
So I'm hoping yeah. that this one goes a little more back to like the Game Boy Advance style, just like good a good set of maps with some difficulty to it and not too much in between, not too much to distract me from the embleming. But either way, it'll be good. There's no such thing as a bad Fire Emblem game, or at least there hasn't been as yet. So, yeah, I'm pumped. All right, that sounds good. Uh, I also know that you have your ear on the chest that contains the heartbeat of kart racing. Yes. I know that's you. You're a kart racing guy. Uh, I think people used to call you Dale Earnkart. <laughs> Didn't they? Back when you used to car, back when you, <laughs> back when you used to cart race a bit in your whole, in your fire suit. Yeah. Um, those days are behind you now. <laughs> but, uh, I'm surprised this one's not on your list because I'm, I'm staring down the barrel of Gigantosaurus Dino Kart. And sure, it sounds like a kiddie game. Uh, and it is. Yeah. And if you, uh, if you, lo- if you watch, uh, the previews for it, you'll think, uh, well, that looks like just about every cart racer I've ever seen. But the coat of paint on this one, believe it or not, folks, dinosaurs. You're, you are dinosaurs and there are bigger dinosaurs on the map that you gotta, you know, they, they kind of get in the way every now and again and mess up your maps, mess up your good times. <laughs> it was on my first draft of games I'm looking forward to. So I'm glad that we nudged you in the right direction towards Gigantosaurus Dino Kart. I do love a good kart racer. I mean, I'm, again, I'm no, I'm no you, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do enjoy them. That was a very loaded statement there, but all right. I'm just gonna blow right past that. I'm no Dale Earnhardt. I'm just a regular dude, <laughs> but I do fancy a good, uh, a good kart racer. I mean, that's fair. There's, there's only two tiers of kart racers. There's the top tier, which is just Diddy Kong Racing and you know all the Mario karts, and mm-hmm. then there's every other kart racer that's ever been made, and they're all you know B tier, bench warming, still perfectly competent athletes, right? They're all still good. So, yeah. what I'm about excited. that Garfield one? Did you ever play that one? No, not yet. I will, certainly. That's the yeah, type of thing I would I do with my that. life, but yeah. Yeah. I would say don't play the Heathcliff one. I want to say that's a that's a that's a bad one. You sold me on the Heathcliff one last time. I mm. I've almost purchased that game several times since. You know, it's funny how that happens. That game used to be just one of the like hundreds of filler Wii games that I would never think about again. You know, I'm I'm at the game store and I'm f- flipping through all oh, the spines yeah. of the Wii games and I'm looking for like the the small handful I still don't have that I want to add to the collection. Heathcliff mm-hmm. is one that I used to go right by. Like sure. It was like a get fit with Mel B. And now <laughs> now I, I should have also done that. I should have also just let that one go by. Uh-huh. But I loved Heathcliff as a kid. He was my guy. Now I see it. I I pull it off the shelf. I check condition. I check completeness. I'm one step closer to just bringing it up to the register and buying the damn thing. So We'll see. Seriously, though, I'd love to see you stream it because I got stuck on a part and uh, I'm curious to know if anyone can get past it. I've not found footage online to indicate that people have done so and recorded such. Mm, yeah, I will see. Maybe I can be the first one, you know, maybe or maybe, maybe you're maybe, just right. Maybe, I don't know. You could just be a speedrunner for it. Imagine <laughs> that. You do like to embrace the vile games that you'd be like Trevor McFur. That could be your new McFur. Oh, dude, I would never abandon McFur so quickly, but... You know, I I appreciate a runner-up for sure. So, all right. Well, everyone should check out that Gigantosaurus Dino Kart game, which is apparently coming out on everything on January seventeenth. Your PlayStation's, your Xboxes, your Switches, your et cetera's, your PCs. I guess that means your Steam Decks. Play it on your Steam Deck. There you go. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. That's what that's what you got to do. Uh, we got one mm-hmm. more game that I'm I'm not personally excited for, but I feel like I have to mention this. It's like a PSA. There's a game that 
I have been recommended so many times on the 3DS eShop called Pocket Card Jockey. So many people said, dude, Pocket Card Jockey is one of the all-time 3DS eShop games. you got to check this out. It's so fun. And I believe them. But I was surprised to see then that Pocket Card Jockey Ride On, which I think is a new Pocket Card Jockey game, is coming to iOS soon. Uh, specifically, I think Apple Arcade is how that's getting released. So if you've never seen it, Pocket Card Jockey is like a horse racing game where, and again, I've only, this is through the grapevine information, but you horse race by playing solitaire. It's something like the god of horse racing comes down and is like, you suck at horse racing. And he's like, and you're like, well, I'm good at solitaire. And he's like, okay, well, I'll just make it so solitaire is how horse racing works. And, uh, you know, good luck. So, I feel like what you just said got me high. <laughs> yeah, like it felt fun, but like I didn't really have a grip on it. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe that's the whole experience of playing this game. But uh, yeah, there's a new one. It's coming to Apple Arcade. Check it out. I would like for this one to also get recommended to me by about a hundred people all the time, forever, every day until I die. So, January twentieth. Hmm. Check it out. All right. You heard that, folks. You heard it here. We got Gigantosaurus. We got Fire Emblem Engage. And we got Baggot Guard Jackie. Get on our level. Get those games. Because we might also. <laughs> Maybe. We might. All right. Let's take it into what we're playing now. You got to play them to beat them, Steve. I say it every week. I mean, even even in the weeks where we don't record, I sometimes will still say it. <laughs> like, you're not even around. And I'm like, kind of play them to beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Still even though it. I'm not there, you know, I just silently nod to myself. I don't even know why. Mm-hmm. I'm just driving to the grocery store. We need a couple of things of greens, maybe some spinach. And I just <laughs> nod along. Yep, yep, that's just true. Uh, so my first game is Get Your Ass in the Hot Seat. He softened me up only to drop my cheeks in the heat. That's right. Talking about spinach on this podcast. <laughs> this is a junk food podcast. No <laughs> greens allowed. All right. Let's settle in here and let's get you uh, let's get you hot. Now tell me, I know you're a I know you're a Pokemon guy. I know you like them. They're cute. They're fun games. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. If you had to kill, butcher, and eat any Pokemon, which would you choose? I think that there's probably two answers to this, right? There's the easy answer, and then there's probably my true answer. Uh, my, the easy answer is Vanillish, or Vanillice. So this is a Pokemon that is literally just a floating scoop of ice cream. It's actually two scoops of ice cream. It has a cone and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't even really have to butcher it. I think once you kill it, you can just eat it as is. It's like sushi. It's good raw. So I, that, that would be the perfect one to go in on. But, you know... That's a sweet Pokemon. It's it, it's it's for after a meal. But what am I? What's going to be my protein? What's the main meal? I'm thinking probably a Chansey. So I don't know if you're familiar with Chansey, but Chansey is this big round. It kind of looks like it would be Kirby's mom or maybe Kirby's wet nurse. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> and just a big soft pink kind of jelly ball of a Pokemon. It's got a big egg in the front. I'm familiar with this one, actually. This one was in okay. uh, Snap. I yes, this guy. it was in Snap. Uh, and so, one, cook up, fry up that egg. Let's let's see how that bad boy tastes. That's perfect. Um, yeah. And then, two, you know, Chansey looks like there's a lot of blubber on Chansey, but deep in there, there's got to be some muscle. Man, I bet that muscle is tender. Oh, it's, it's lugging around so much weight. 
It's got uh, so many little veins of fat running through it. That's you know that's the flavor. The Pokemon flavor comes from the veins of fat. So I think slaughter up that Chansey. You know, cut 85, 90% of it out and just dump it in the river. Fry up that good piece of meat with some with some egg on the side and then a vanilla-ish for dinner. Or for dessert. You just, you just made that guy breakfast. I mean, you made him into <laughs> breakfast. That's true. Hey, it's, it's breakfast for dinner. That, that's, a, that's a tasty meal. Dude, that's great. I Now I'm hungry. I thought that this... I thought you'd have some... I thought you would have some friction over, man, I don't want to have to kill and butcher one of these cute Pokemon, but you were like, this thing's got literally the best, it's breakfast. We have yeah. to kill it and eat it. We have to. Yeah, I mean, in, let's be real, in this in this world, Pokemon are just animals. Not, I, I don't yeah. want to butcher an animal myself either, but I will eat a delicious burger, so it's kind of the Yeah, same. for sure. 100%, yeah, especially if it's a Pokemon. I mean, come on, it's going to taste like magic. Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, next up, if every time you beat a game, you then had to stay awake for 24 more hours, how would you approach playing and beating games? Oh, I definitely would still beat games, but oh my, I would have the least satisfying stream of all time. My entire stream would just be edging people right because <laughs> i would play most of a game i'd have to like sense like is this the last boss and then i just shut it off I'd be like sorry mm-hmm. guys that's the end rip no no more of that and then every now and again there'd be a game that's real special to me that uh you know on like a maybe like a friday evening or something i'm like let's do it let's beat this sob and uh just do my time now let me ask the 24 hours when i beat the game is it that I have to stay awake for 24 more hours from the moment I see credits? Or yeah. do I have to be awake 24 total hours in the period I beat the game? 24 after the credits start. That starts your clock. Now you have 24 more hours before you go to bed. Okay, then yeah, I would have to do... Honestly, I'd have to do a lot of like... Uh, wake up uh, early on a Friday. Like mm-hmm. 6 in the morning on a Friday. Uh, you know, beat the game power through my work day and then just have a long night and you know use the rest of the weekend to recover but i i would just stop at at the edge again i would edge everyone for the rest of my life that'd be what i would do (laughs) it definitely cut down on your number i think of of beats but you'd still get a good amount of game played yeah i mean credits the appeal of knocking out some jank goes way like i'm not gonna see awesome possum all the way to the end knowing i gotta stay up 24 hours I get yeah. I get sleepy, buddy. I don't, I don't got twenty four hours in me much these days anymore. Yeah, well, you better you better start. <laughs> I explained the differences between a sack and a bag. Uh, a, all right, a bag is it's it's just kind of the default. It's regular. It can come in many forms, but it's 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 all utility. A sack implies, I think, some nefariousness associated to its use maybe not necessarily strictly bad or illegal but like a sack is a little outside the confines of society what do you use a sack for to to, to put a bunch of money into as you're robbing a store do you you sling it over your shoulder when you're running away from home and hitchhiking out on the freeway it's a bunch of it's a bunch of people that have stepped kind of outside the rules of our social structures what about a hacky sack 
that's an innocent little toy. Ah, no. Have you seen the type of people that are using hacky sacks? They are. They're not always being so innocent, depending on what state you're in. Okay. <laughs> okay. And what about uh, what about the old nut sack? Huh? What you got against those? I mean, my other point about sacks that you just transitioned me into nicely is I feel like a lot of sacks generally kind of damp. <laughs> if, if I was to ask you unprompted, what's more wet, a sack or a bag? You could yeah. just say a sack a hundred times out of honor. Calling someone a wet bag seems like a nice insult. Calling them a wet bag is kind of calling them like a like a party pooper. Calling them a wet sack is like calling them kind of gross. That's a, yeah. that's a fun time. You can have fun with a wet sack. <laughs> if you're a wet bag, you're a bit of a damper. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I like it. Yeah. I like it. All right. Very good. We uh, That was actually, believe it or not, uh, a very fun debate had at MacFest between a lot of us was explaining the difference between a sack and a bag. And it turns out regionally, we use sacks and bags differently for a lot of things. Interesting. Had no idea. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right. Very good. Very good job. I hope you didn't burn your sack on the hot seat. <laughs> but we'll move on from that and talk about this time for real, the games that we're playing now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... I'm going to be a bummer here. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Um, I'm not playing a lot of games currently. I went through my whole uh, my NES cleanup I've been working on. Where I'm just going through and knocking out a few of those quick and dirty ones that uh, I had stacked up. We'll get to that later. So uh, I guess the only game I'm saying I'm playing now is Brave Fencer Musashi still, even though I have not really touched it in a, in a bit. I still plan to finish mm-hmm. that one. I okay. do think... I'm going to put Death Stranding over on the sidelines for a bit. Yeah. Uh, my interests have changed. I'm not really like excited to get back into it right now. There's some other stuff I'd rather start. So okay. we'll see how it goes. Maybe, maybe distance will make the heart grow fonder. I did not have fun with it, but it's, it's take, it takes me a lot to like want to play it. Once I get into it, I'm usually fine. Yeah. Um, we all have had games like that. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Good not to push it. If you're not feeling it, you can come back to it later. It'll always be there for you. Yeah, it's too long to force myself into, honestly. If I don't like, if I don't think I'm having fun with it, or I really want to play something else, and this big long thing is in the way, I should just go play something else. Uh, this feels like I'm trying to be more intellectual than I am, but like, it's the type of game that wants to be played when you're in the mood for it. It's like a vibe game, and so if mm-hmm. you're not specifically looking for that vibe, I think you're going to end up doing yourself a disservice and probably coming out a little more sour on it than you want to. It's true. That is a good point. Thank you for that. That was good wisdom. You are as smart as you think you are. Very good. That's that's just the wet sack knocking around between my ears. Hey, it's smarter than you look, though. (laughs) That's which is good. That's good. Better than advertised. You you want to keep that ad? (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm not clicking skip on this bad boy after five (laughs) seconds. I'm I'm running the whole thirty. Let's go. Uh, Okay. What are you working on? Not not that much either. And I don't have Magfest as a good excuse. I will say unintentional tradition that i've learned hang on pause i gotta ask what's going on with this mullet you wearing like how you got a mullet right now what's happening yeah i told you i said uh i couldn't find a hat because i was offending you with my shower hair but i was like i will uh i'll just add to my hair and uh oh added a mullet he put on a sweatband i did not realize that there was a mullet attached to it all right of course right. there is. Yeah, yeah. This is my real hair. When I got my hair cut, I said, you know what? I don't want to have to get my hair cut and lose my mullet. So I, I took all the clippings. The lady let me have them. She wasn't weirded out by it. And then I just glued them onto this. And now I have nice, luscious me hair I love on this that. headband. 
All right. Goes down about my shoulders for those that aren't able to see. Mm. Play, I look good. Playing no games, but rocking the mullet toupee. I appreciate yeah, it. Sorry. Good stuff. I didn't mean to scare you there. No, it, it, it broke my brain and I would not possibly have been able to continue. But uh, mm. I'm learning something about myself. I guess I apparently like to play Vita at the start of a new year. This happened to me last year too. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but some about the, the start of the new year is it's Vita City. I think it's because mm. I always take vacation at the start of the new year. Uh, I've talked about this before. The greatest strategy in terms of avoiding your corporate life is work that week between Christmas and New Year's that everyone else takes vacation. Then take the first week or the first two weeks of New Year's off. Everyone comes back energized, ready to work, and you miss all that. Everyone's projects they want to start up, you're completely going the other way. It's perfect. But it means that I have some time to kill in the first couple weeks of January. Plus, uh, as is happening right now at the time you're listening to this, if you're listening to it in the first week it went up, that's games done quick right now. So Mm -hmm. uh, those two things combined mean that usually I'm just kind of like chilling with something on the TV. And I don't want to play a game and take up the TV, so I need a handheld. And my brain goes to Vita for some reason. So... Uh, I've been working on a couple of different Vita games, just kind of like poking at them idly. First one is a game called Sumioni. Uh, and this is, a, in the nor- in North America, it's a digital-only Vita game published by Xseed. But uh, in other regions, it had a physical version. But So I imported the Japanese copy of this. It's a pretty cool game. It is very similar to, it, just imagine like a side-scroller action game meets okami Mm. so you run around it's 2d you run around you're jumping and you're slashing on enemies and stuff and then if you press one of the triggers you get a like it does the same like celestial brush kind of paper palette thing and you can draw on the screen to make platforms or if you draw on enemies you know that'll light them on fire or if you draw certain patterns you can summon like these demon monsters to help fight you like a big phoenix and stuff like that oh nice yeah real real short real snappy levels are you know usually only like 30 seconds to a minute long and then maybe a boss at the end and then it's got like a like a branching set of levels that lead to different endings kind of like maybe a darius or like a star fox Uh, As you play through different levels, you get graded on whether or not you take a lot of damage and how quickly you beat the level. And there are certain branching points where basically if you play that level really well, you'll branch down into a harder level instead of an easier one. And then different sets of branching paths lead to to different endings. But what's cool, uh, what I really like about it is that there are, as like collectibles all over the place, when you beat enemies, when you destroy structures and stuff, there's these little increases to your max health and to your max ink and then when you beat the game and like get into a little random ending uh you can load your data start over from the beginning and it's basically like a new game plus and you'll keep all the max health and max ink that you've earned which you kind of need if you play well and branch down into some of the like the harder sets of levels so it's almost sort of like it's not. It doesn't play like a roguelike, but it has some, sort of the energy of a roguelike where you're doing runs to build kind of your, your passive max capacity to be able to take on harder enemies and do more. So it's it's a pretty neat game. I, I highly, well, I don't know, if, maybe not highly recommend it, but it is pretty fun. And if it sounds cool to you, it is up on the Vita shop, I think for like $5. It's a very cheap game digitally. It's not too involved or anything. 
couldn't tell you anything about the story because again, mine is entirely in Japanese. And I've tried, you know, holding Google Lens up to the screen as it's <laughs> it's scrolling by, but it's it can't keep up. So who knows what's going on? But it's a pretty game and it's a fun one. Interesting. So yeah, get into the weird here out of the gate. Yeah, that's what we're strange. doing. Yeah, very so, good. Yeah, I had nerd that one. So you know. There's your weird one. Now I'll get into it. You know, one of them casual games that everybody's been playing on Vita. Yeah, IAVT Colorful. You know all what's about. That now? You know all about what? this. IAVT Colorful. IAV, what's that? Is it? Uh, was that an abbreviation? <laughs> You're a jokester. I, I get you. He's he's funny. He's he's doing this bit where he pretends like he doesn't know IAVT Colorful. That sounds pretty funny. <laughs> Iowa. I got it. Iowa, Virginia Tech. Colorful. Yeah. I, I-A-V-T. VT, isn't that Vermont? That can be a state, v- Vermont. Interesting. I said Virginia Tech because VT you, you here around some. here means something very different. Yeah, you're, you're bringing some regional bias to that nickname, but okay. That's fair. Sure. Yeah. So is it Iowa, Vermont, colorful? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the state vocaloids are for Iowa and Vermont, but uh, presumably they they have them, right? Everybody, it's like... It's like a, you got your state bird, you got your state uh-huh. tree, and then you got your state yep. vocaloid, you know, your state Hatsune Miku equivalent. What's what's that thing you're saying right there? That vocaloid? What's that all about? What's You, you ever heard of this Hatsune Miku? What is going on? <laughs> Am I still high from that other game you were talking about? We've lost him. Okay. All right. Let me break it down for you. I, IAVT Colorful is a Japanese exclusive, again, at least physically, I don't know if digitally it ever came out over here, rhythm game. It's a rhythm, mm, music mm. rhythm game. And all the songs are Vocaloid tracks. So if you're familiar with Hatsune Miku, that's a Vocaloid. If you're not familiar with Hatsune Miku, you've probably still heard Vocaloid music. It's the uh, primarily Japanese, but, it, you know, there's Korean. And I'm sure at this point there's American Vocaloid stuff too. Uh, like pop music where the singer is a digital usually a digital girl. So it's, Mm. it's a computer singing lyrics as if they were like a teen pop star. Like Siri singing. Basically. Yeah. If you were trying to describe Hatsune Miku to your grandpa, that is how you would try to get him on board. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Siri singing. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's just a fun rhythm game. It's just a bunch of shapes and directions that fly at me from all over the screen. And then a bunch of K-pop and J-pop plays in the background and you just try to get good scores. A lot of fun. I I enjoy all kinds of rhythm games, and I was looking for something to just pluck at and poke away. I'm in an interesting spot with it, you know, polycillularly though, because I don't know if you can beat it. Like, I don't know if there's a credits at the end of this, and if there's any indication about whether or not you can, it's all in Japanese. So I don't I don't know what any of those menu options are. I have no clue. Well, it does have how long to beat entries, <clears throat> so that says something. Well, how um, how long is it? Well, it says main story is seven hours. Oh, okay. Main plus sides, which I typically think to mean someone who definitely beat the main part of the game, tried some of the other stuff, but just didn't finish it all. Yeah. 23 and a half hours, which is where I fall in most games. Yep. And there's completionist. So if you want a trophy of some sort, you're looking at closer to 70 hours. Ooh. Wow. All right. My plan at this point has just been play all of the songs and see where it gets me. Now I will say if you're listening 
developers of IAVT Colorful, a game that came out a decade ago. I got a bone to pick with you. All right. Mm-hmm. And this is to all the rhythm game developers out there. Let them have it, Steve. Don't lock your hard charts behind your normal charts. Okay. Don't lock them. Don't, don't lock, don't your, lock your expert charts behind your hard. Just give me all don't the difficulties right out the gate. Okay. You let them have those difficulties. Yeah. I don't want to play a bunch of boring songs going super slow. We ain't here for that. Before I get to the tough stuff. Get out of my face with boring. Stupid as fuck. Yeah. No more boring songs. We don't want we don't want stupid boring we want hard challenge. Yeah, it's exactly how we feel. Thank you, guy in the background. Appreciate that. I brought I I was just trying to be your hype man. <laughs> I felt it. I felt yeah. good and I think they felt sufficiently shamed. So Marvelous AQL, I hope you heard that. You made this game. You need to sit with what we think about it. <laughs> make it make it better. <laughs> Next time. Patch it. Do it. Uh that aside, it is a very fun rhythm game. It's it's yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, it has, like I said, very catchy music. Uh, if you are someone listening to this and you are familiar with the Hatsune Miku Project Diva rhythm games, it plays very, very similarly to those. Cool. Do you get down on the uh, on the J-pop and the K-pop non-game adjacent? Is that is that a, is that genres of music that you're into mm. generally? Or is it just something you typically experience through your rhythm games? I would say that I appreciate it, but 95 or more percent of all the K and J pop I've come across is just from rhythm games, especially playing a lot in the groove. Uh, a lot of the like community packs that just like random people out there make feature a lot of the K pop and, and J pop that's right. out there. So, um, right on. yeah, I, I get my fill and I appreciate it as we do it. So those are the only two that I haven't currently finished that I'm plugging away at. Again, start of January, man. Uh, this this is for everyone out there. Play your Vita at the start of the new year. That's a good way to kick off a new year with the PlayStation Vita. That's what I yeah yeah. Hey, and guys, if you want, if you're like, well, I was really hoping to just read more this year. Guess what? Uh, uh, right. Get your Vita out. Play a little Color X Malice. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Read a little bit. There you yeah. go. You got it. Little Death Mark. Yeah. Little yeah. Hundreds of other Vita games. Yeah, or literally just Color X. It's like the Moby Dick of video games. You can play that. It's a lot to read. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, speaking of a lot to read, we got a lot to read you right here. All right, let's plug ourselves. It feels great to do Woo! it. That's why we do it all the time. You're probably like, why do you keep doing this? It's because it feels good. Honestly, it does. It does. Uh, if you like what you're hearing so far, and how could you not? I mean, I've I've sound like I've been awake for seven days, and, and Steve uh, sounds like Steve. So hopefully that's <laughs> that's what you're into. Be sure to check out our website, polymedianetwork.com. we got more shows over there. For instance, you can find Drunk Friend, a podcast I do with our pal Alex, a.k.a. Snest Drunk. We have just celebrated our 100th episode, and that 100th episode is chocked full of plenty of surprises. So please, you'll want to go check that out. Great episode. Liked it quite a bit. You can also check out Tales of the Lesser Medium if you want to hear a bad story but laugh a lot while you learn about it. You know, a lot of these games they cover on Tales, you didn't even know they had stories, all right? And then suddenly you learn there's enough for a two-hour podcast with uh, a whole bunch of jokes scribbled in there. It's pretty good. Oh, I appreciate hearing that. Yeah, we got, hey, we got some news. We said it last time, and I I got to see Caleb this week. I actually roomed with Caleb. I got to sleep feet away from Caleb. And uh, I will say we spent five, I don't know how many days we were together, four days, three, four days, five days. We spent a number of days not ever bringing up Tales. Right before he left, I said, hey, you want to record this week? He said, yeah, let's do it. So, boom, we got that new Tales about to hit the, I don't know, hit the hard drive this week. 
Ooh. And as soon as it hits the hard drive, it's an unspecified amount of time until it hits your ears. So get pumped. A number of a number of days. It takes a long yeah. time to process those. <laughs> yes. But get excited. Get excited. Uh, in the meantime, though, if you're like, well, I still need some podcasts to listen to right now. Uh, this We Got Goosebumps, which is a breakdown of every single Ding Dang Goosebumps book out there with Trav and Dylan. Seventh episode, The Girl Who Cried Monster just dropped. Just, just, just launched on the feed. And you're going to read that and you're or hear the episode and you're going to think, man, I hope she learned her lesson. <laughs> so, that, uh, hey, let that be a teaser. Get in there, read the book, listen to the podcast. Hey, you said your New Year's resolution was that you were going to read more, didn't you, out there? Not you, Steve. I know it wasn't you. You listener. Didn't you say that? You remember saying that. You looked over to your significant other and said, you know what I'm going to do this year? I'm going to read a little bit more. <laughs> hey, listen, we got you covered. You can get through like... 15 Goosebumps books in a month. And then you don't even have to read for the rest of the year. You're good. You're good. We got the comp- we got the companion podcast for you. If you're like, well, I don't want to read a bunch of kids' books, because where's that going to get me? Nowhere. Well, it'll get you right up to the episode we just released, and then you'll love it. You'll have fun. You'll be like, man, I'm glad I read that, because I can understand all these great jokes and analysis. <laughs> it's true. It's good stuff. You guys should be listening to that podcast. Do it. Yeah. And then when you, when you get done with that, you're like, I don't know about books anymore. That was dumb. Uh, jump back over into movies. Those are easy. You just sit and look at them. We got season one. That's been done. We got 10 episodes of that. We got a bonus episode in there. We're still recording season two. We just recorded another episode of season two. I mean, this is going to be something I'm saying for a while in this section. But just be aware of Uncle Doug's DVD bin, would you? And then always check out Point and Drink Adventure with Pam and Petey. I got to spend some time with them at MacFest as well. They would not record a podcast in front of me no matter how much money I offered them. But they do promise that uh, new ones will continue to come out if I would just leave them alone. So I just wanted to point that out. Great podcast. Check them out when you get a chance. Good stuff. Uh, you know, I would record a podcast in front of you for money. Almost any amount of money. And one of those podcasts <laughs> I'd be willing to record is Indie Quest. Oh, you on that one? I am on that one. Yes, it's your exploration of all things indie games. You, you know, you love it. Uh, we just dropped our Goatee. Episode, all right our game of the year indie game of the year episode had a whole bunch of different categories including you know best indie soundtrack what's the indiest indie game etc so on and so forth very fun episode go check it out it was a lot of fun and then check out the entire back catalog because there's a whole bunch of game recommendations littered all throughout that ding ding podcast when you do you're gonna think this is so good i need to tell people about it and i'm here to tell you as i always do you can hop over to apple Podcasts, to spotify to whatever weird, probably, you know, data secure RSS scraper that you think is amazing. And they probably got a ratings feature in there, review feature. Leave us a little five star. Let us know how we're doing. Write us a little review. Helps out the show. Make sure that we're giving you what it is that you want to hear. And, uh, you know, provides the little boost that the algorithm needs to, to let you know, to let the new folks know, hey, this is a good this one right here is a banger. That's right. Man, you couldn't have summed it up any better. And uh, I I also want to point out that it's actually uh, Night of the Living Dummy was the last book uh, that uh, just released. Uh, Girl Who Cried Monster is going to be after that. So I got ahead of the... Oh. I got ahead of the... Yeah, I got ahead of, yeah. So uh, Night, Night of the Living Dummy, you'll, 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 you'll read that and you'll say, my gosh, this toy is crazy. That's me every night. Just want to know... <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
See, now you want to read it. Now everybody wants to read it. That was very good. All right, we also have a Patreon that you can visit. It's patreon.com forward slash polykill. You're thinking, I just, I don't really care so much about polykill. I, but that we, I got good news for you. It represents the whole network. You get all <laughs> kinds of stuff. It's not just our shit. You get all kind. You get early Nest friends and early uh, 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 indie quest and, and drunk friends and all kinds of early things. And then there's all kinds of other added benefits and perks and discords. And you can make friends and go hang out at Magfest with your friends. It's such a good time. It's worth it uh, if you want to uh, check it out. It always helps us out. I tell you, Steve. Uh, we've been uh, the, the inbox has been low lately. I, I don't know if I've been accidentally editing out this next part, or, but but tell people how they can reach out to us, please. Yeah. Now, you don't necessarily need to worry about anything else we just said if your only goal is to talk to Trav and I right here. All right, you can do so. You can reach out to the show via email at polykillpodcast at gmail Write us in a little. Hey, how you doing? A little prompt, maybe some hot seat, maybe some discussion opportunity, whatever it is you want to hear us chat about, write us an email and we will be happy to read it on the show. And then after you wrote that email, you're thinking, well, gosh, now I have like a week of time to kill before they record an episode for me to know if they even got that email. You're going to be like, oh, how am I going to fill this time? Let me tell you how you can fill that time. Call up a buddy, call up a friend, lean over to your coworker in the cubicle next to you and be like, hey. I got a podcast for you because telling a friend is truly the best way to spread the love, spread the news, spread the shows on the network. Uh, Turns out that even though those ratings and reviews do help in the algorithm, algorithms also suck. So human to human connection. That's what makes the world go around. Uh, That's what makes the podcasts go bigger. That is right. Yes, please heed that advice, folks. Always reach out and to us or to a friend Talk about nothing but polykill to all your friends and family until they listen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we got credits, uh, which is a part of the show where we get to talk about all the games that we have finished. My favorite part of the show, my favorite part of playing a game, honestly, is seeing who made it. Don't care so much about the games. I'm I'm just into lists of names, and the only way I can get there is <laughs> a lot of times through playing something for an agonizing amount of time. Um, and that's my kink. Just let me deal with it. You don't have to. You don't have to make fun. Uh, so Steve, I told you I would, uh, I'd been doing the thing where, you know, I'd, I'd been reviewing a bunch of games on the Nest Friend and I hadn't really sat down and actually just, you know, beat them just to consider them a beat, you know, just not, just check it off the list. And, you know, in addition to list of names, another thing that I'm real into, checking things off lists. Oh. It's like my favorite. Sometimes I'll just make a list just to check it off. I'm like, yep. point number one, make a list, like on it, doing it right now. Check. <laughs> uh, make two list items. Oh, look what we just did. Check, check, check. So I'm, I'm into that. Uh, and so what I wanted to do was go through uh, some of these old NES games. Uh, a lot of these are short. A lot of them aren't great. And just just get that beat. All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rattle off a few here. I'm not gonna go in depth on a number of these because you can res- you can refer yourself to uh, the one YouTube.com forward slash NES friend if you want an in depth analysis longer than the 12 seconds I'm gonna devote to these. Kicking it off here. Snoopy's Silly Sports Spectacular on the NES. Uh, you're, you're Snoopy and you're, you're throwing boots around. You're carrying pizzas from point A to point B, trying oh. not to let them spill out. Uh, it's because there's a, there's a stack of like 50. He's too many pizzas. I don't know if he's delivered, like, is there a, was there a softball tournament in town? What's, why you have that many? You don't need that many. You get, you may hire another pizza delivery person to, to come with. Uh, there's a river jump. There's all kinds of these silly things. Uh, cause it is silly sports. They are silly sports. 
Um, we'll say not that great. Uh, but you can, I will say it's one of those sports games that lets you as a player get a win over the computer if you play by yourself, uh, because you can earn medals based on how many points you get. So you can, you can earn a gold medal in the mm. game. So it is, you know, as a single player, if you're looking for, for games like that, uh, that's good. Ski or die. Another one of those sports compilation games that does not have a really fun single player mode. You basically just go through the events and consider them done. Yeah. Uh, I do like Ski or Die better than another one I finished, Skate or Die, because Ski or Die has a snowball fight game in it, and that is super fun. <laughs> that is fun. Because it's, yeah, I don't know if you've played it or not, but you, you get to face in four different directions and actually throw snowballs at not just children who deserve it, but uh, there's a Bigfoot. Uh, oh. there's, occasion, there's occasionally just old people. That you, of course, you pelt them. Yeah, gotta get them. They, knock them down. They, they can't pelt you back. They're too old, and uh, and it's fun. That really is fun. That actually bumps it well above Skater Die, which I'm not the biggest fan of. Also, Donkey Kong Three, terrible game. Just a terrible game. Whoa. Steve, we don't like. Hey, listen, we don't like to. We don't like to hurt the game's feelings around here. But goddamn, Donkey Kong has had a <laughs> better. He's got a better catalog than this one. Yeah, this one just wasn't wasn't doing. We got Stanley oh. down there. He's. He's not even Nintendo doesn't acknowledge Stanley at all. There's no Stanley Amiibo. He's never been in Smash. Stanley's down there with his bugs. I don't even know what he's got actually. He's just got an aerosol can. He's trying to spray it up the monkey's butt, he's trying to get the monkey to go up, keeping the bees off of him. It's kind of weird to be honest with you, yeah. and not very hard or worth your time, folks. Don't play Donkey Kong Three on the arcade or on your home console. Skip it. Actually, burn it if you have it. And then Harlem Globetrotters, another game. If you live near a coast or a creek or a river, toss it in there. Just go ahead and get rid of that. You don't need it. <laughs> Harlem Globetrotters is uh, the the beat condition for that is you just win a game because that's all it has. Uh, but it will default you to 12-minute quarters, so don't do that. You don't want to play this game longer than you have to. Just right. uh, bump that down to less than five. Uh, and, uh, I, I, to, to consider it a beat for me, I played as the generals and I took down the trotters, you know, I stepped it up. Uh, I mean, they've got to be the final boss of that one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the only boss, there's only two teams. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You play as either the generals or the trotters and, right. uh, as the trotters, you get to do trick shots, which is fun, but I did the generals and, uh, beat, beat those bullies. That's, I'm gonna call them bullies. They're always be bullying the old generals there. So I pulled one over on them. Uh, but just a, just that game that doesn't need to exist. So there you go. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna use that little block right there. That's just some cleanup from me. Uh, just a few beats. I'm not even throwing them in challenges. I'm just saying, listen, got knocked some out. You know, what have you been up to? I gotta say, before we bounce off the globe charters here, I had to look it up, and I didn't even know this game existed. Like I believed you, you know, sure, but. Better. I'm always surprised when I catch a catch a, an NES game I've never heard of before because I feel like I've seen the whole library at this point, right? Yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah, and it's one oft forgotten, mm-hmm. and boy, is it for good reason. You know, sometimes you just you just have to realize that a lot of games aren't being talked about because they hurt people. Mm-hmm. Somebody got that <laughs> for Christmas one year. They they thought the Harlem Globetrotters sounded fun. They didn't live in New York, so the best way to see them play. Get that NES game. Yeah, that was under the Christmas tree one year, and then that that kid had a had a rough year. Had a rough <laughs> year. Turned to drugs. Tried to run away a couple times carrying their bag. Oh, yeah. Didn't even take a sack. <laughs> 
That's rough. Well, there's a DS Harlem Globetrotters game too. Harlem Globetrotters World Tour. Maybe that's the redemption arc for the digital Harlem Globetrotters. Oh my god, I got I got to see it. Harlem Globetrotters World Tour. Yeah, and it looks like it's World. one of these games that had like a Game Boy Advance DS kind of crossover. It must have come out late in the GBA life, so they just released it on both. Wow, I would say graphically it looks okay. Uh, I mean. That's a compliment. I'm seeing screenshots with more than just two teams. I'm seeing other types of teams in here. So maybe it's it's it could be a layer, a full layer deeper than the NES one. That's encouraging. Are you going to pick it up? No, absolutely not. But, you know, maybe next time I see it in a $5 bin, I'll scoop it. All right, all right. It's definitely the type of game where I'm not about to pay shipping for that. Come on now. No, no. That's one that, unless it's free, um, and even then, you know what? Not even free. Unless it just ends up in my collection. It walks itself into my house. Yep. I don't want it. <laughs> Fair. All right. Well, I've been playing some stuff, too. Uh, you know, we were knocking a couple of these Vita games out. Like I said, we had some of the now playing, but there's some in the Just Beat It's, too. Uh, first one, did a revisit and played again all the way through Uncharted Golden Abyss. This is the Vita Uncharted game in the like three month window where Sony was actually supporting its own handheld with its own games. We got an Uncharted game, which I think is pretty dang cool. And yeah, it's not, you know, doesn't quite live up to the hype of some of the, the best in the Uncharted series, your twos and your fours and your lost legacies, but it's still pretty dang good. It's a pretty dang fun one. And I've been on a bit of a trophy kick and I lo- was looking through my list and I was like, I never, I never cleaned up that one and I still can. There's nothing online I got to go do. So I did a playthrough on the crushing difficulty, which is the hardest difficulty that you always unlock in an Uncharted game when you beat it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thankfully it was not, not too rough. You know, you just take it slow. Uh, plenty of generous checkpointing and stuff makes it pretty reasonable to get all the way through. And over the course of a couple of days, just kind of knocked this one out. It was, it was a fun one to revisit. It was, uh, surprisingly nostalgic for a game that's only, well, I, actually, I guess it, I say only, but like at this point it's been 10 years. It's been a literal decade since I played it last. Uh, in fact, it was kind of wild. It's kind of cool. I think looking at the like list of trophies on my PlayStation account they you know, they're all timestamped. So you can mm-hmm. see, like, look at this block of trophies I got in like, you know, June, 2012. And then here's all the rest of them that I got January, 2023. It, uh, ah, yeah, it, that is some, some, some very nice, some very satisfying about seeing your progress across a decade like that. Yeah, right on. And so you said you actually, you did beat this already and you're just going back through to get trophies or you're adding to what you'd already done with trophies? So I beat it in the past, but I had to completely rebeat it again now for mm. a trophy. So this was a second playthrough. On the hardest difficulty, and then I had to do some other miscellaneous stuff like I got you. getting certain numbers of kills with different weapons and stuff. So this was a full playthrough again, but uh, I have played this one before. So this was just a comfortable revisit of a game that I quite enjoy. And man, it just, it really, it really makes me sad that Sony did not support the Vita. I know that this is what people always throw at Sony about the Vita, and this is not a new opinion, but you see some of these, like, essentially first-party games, second-party games... And you're like, if they had really put some muscle behind it, I think they could have been real, like, handheld space competitors. It's such a shame that for whatever business reason they decided to 
basically just pull it off life support and watch it wither over the course of a year or two. And then only it only really survived for a good amount of time because Limited Run decided they loved it. For a while, that was they were the only company releasing any games for it. So just a bummer. I wish that they had given it more juice. I agree with you there. I agree. I agree. Uh, would you take one more here, please? Sure. Uh, the other Vita game that I played through recently, I was looking through my stack of Vita games, and I was like, what can I play while also like watching some streams or some YouTube videos or whatever. You know, there's a lot of game of the year videos and stuff that come Mm -hmm. out around this time. So I had to make sure I could watch those and I wanted something that I could pluck away at otherwise. And it's surprisingly tricky to find Vita games that you can do play while also doing something else. As you alluded to with caller X Matlas, there's a lot of very text heavy games on the Vita. A lot. A lot. it, It is, I think the visual novel console yeah very much right. so. so like half By my library mile. yeah yeah half my library is stuff that i was like oh no i can't play that and then an- another good chunk of my library was stuff that i've already played but just wanted to have a vita copy of like i'm not gonna i don't, I don't want to play bastion on the vita right now that i'll no thank you maybe someday in the future but i'm i'm good as is but i found the sweet spot i found a wordless game that i'd never played on the vita it's a game called hue it's a indie puzzle platformer that is all about color uh it is i I, it's it's on pc and stuff too i think it's a pretty popular game at least in terms of people that are into like tesla grad and uh other like 2d puzzle platformers but it's core mechanic all you can do just run and jump and then you have a color wheel as you play through the game you start out with no colors and then you unlock i think like eventually like nine eight or nine different colors you know the all the colors of the rainbow get your get, get your roy g bibs in there oh yeah i love roy oh yeah, oh, yeah. good good guy that roy oh yeah. yeah yep uh so as you unlock colors you uh they interact with different like mechanisms in the levels for you to solve puzzles so like the, the most obvious example of this is uh whenever you switch to that color it makes all the background that color too and so there'll be like a brick wall in front of you that's blue. And if you switch the color to blue, now that brick wall goes away because the blue is kind of like covering it or like it blends into the background. There's no mm-hmm. there's no contrast between it and the background anymore. So in the logic of the game, it doesn't exist anymore. And so they start layering on top of that. Uh, you like having to uh, move different boxes around or you start having like objects that you're pushing around that you need to purposefully switch colors of. There are like instant kill lasers that you have to, or like boulders rolling down the hill, Indiana Jones style that you have to like switch to the right color at the right time. It's really fun. It's, it's very familiar if you've played a lot of these like 2d style puzzle games, like Thomas was alone and stuff, but uh, it was, it was very, very enjoyable, very low friction fun. I would say, I was only cool. seven, eight hours long, real, real cozy game. And, uh, difficulty was like sweet spot difficulty. It was never too tough, but I'd say the last like four or five screens really took me some time to, to like sit down and noodle on what exactly they wanted me to do. Uh, but it was never too terribly difficult. And yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I think this was, uh, the physical version at least was, I think, a limited run game at some point. Mm, I assume that's okay. why I have it. So it is good. 
Interesting. Yeah, this looks here. It seems like it takes about five to six hours for most people to beat and complete. So uh, not not a long one, and a good one for the uh, the Vita. It stands out in that library full of just reedy yeah. games. Ugh. <laughs> it looks real sharp on the OLED screen of the Vita too, because oh, it's bad. all like deep blacks and then big vibrant colors. Yeah. Good, yeah, and it seems like it's on a lot of stuff, too. You can get that on the Switch, PC, PS4, of course, the Vita, the Xbox One. So I've seen that one a ton, Yeah, and it's just been one of those, like, yeah, one day I'll get to that. But you've talked me into it a little further here today. Uh, I, might, I might get around to it somewhere, 2028, 2029, we're seeing it, we're looking at. Hey, there. love it. Uh, okay, I I, uh, I got a couple more here that I want to spit out. Now, this is going to go, so my last phase of talking uninterrupted for a number of minutes was my NES cleanups. This next section is going to be games that I beat uh, with our dear friends uh, at MacFest. So the first one here, Area 51, uh, that's a game I knocked out with the Burger Champ. All right. Oh. Now, a few of these, a few of these might uh, might spoil some uh, later show uh, stuff we're going to be talking about. But uh, Area Fifty One, that's a light gun game. All right. Me and Burger, we yeah. saddle up to that thing. We walk up. We prance up. Uh, I'm gonna say prance. We pranced <laughs> up pranced to it because we were there. like, "Sweet, uh, a machine that nobody's on," which was rare. <laughs> and so we we jumped up to that, and we get to plug around that game. Now I don't know if you played Area Fifty One again. Just rail, you know, on rails light shooter. You're, or light gun shooter, you're just uh, shooting things pop on the screen, you know. And they're aliens, believe it or not. Alien fifty one or Area fifty one. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yep. uh, so we're shooting, we're shooting these aliens, and we look over, uh, really close to the end of the game, and we see uh, there's a, an Area fifty one machine right beside of us, and we say, "Oh, there's two, there's two of these machines." Now, uh, as we've been playing this game, uh, Burger Champ has as uh, has noted uh, that it looks like shit. Uh, we're like, "Man, this looks like shit." <laughs> this. This game looks terrible. And I was like, it's actually kind of given me a little bit of a headache, to be honest with you. Uh, I really hope it is over soon. And so we do finish it. You know, we do our, you know, bang, 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 bang with our triggers. And we get the end. And then we look over and realize that, uh, man, that other machine that's been beside of us the whole time looks so much better. Because the screen that we had was, like, broken or something. Like, it was, like, washed oh. out. Like, the color was bleeding. So we were giving this poor game just just hell. We're like, man, this is garbage. <laughs> the, the people who made this should honestly give up on anything they've tried before or since this game. They are clearly not cut out for work, for creativity. Yeah. But the one beside of it was like, well, this is marginally better. Now, was the game any better? I don't know. We didn't play it again. But uh, I, can't, I can't give a fair... Uh, I guess take on this game uh, from my experience with it, just because I I played it uh, in a way that you probably shouldn't do it. And then we said, you know what? Let's play. Let's play some better games. That Area Fifty One was a big stinker. You know that just mm. was no fun for us. Yeah. And so we marched down and we saw uh, that uh, Spider Man the video game. No one was playing that. <laughs> wonder why? Boo! No one was, no one was playing Sw- that game. Swinging a miss on that one. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we, Berger and, and I and, uh, Ross and, uh, uh, Captain Drachma, we, we saddled up to that thing. I almost say pranced up to it. Yeah, we pranced, pranced up. up to it. Yeah, cause we said, you know, it's gotta get better than Area 51. So it's got to. That was the lowest of the low. We started our weekend low and let's bring it up. And we played this game and I gotta say, Steven, I mean, I'm interested in your opinion on this because, um, I haven't really played a ton of arcade games. You know, I usually get stuck playing the ports on the NES. So, you know, going to MacFest is usually my opportunity to play, you know, a lot of the bigger name games. I know Spider-Man, the video game, probably popular in its day. The kids love Spider-Man. They love video games. It's probably a popular game. Uh, we were playing that game, Steve, and I couldn't help but notice that uh, we all really hated it. Yeah, it's because it sucks. 
Yeah, that game sucks. It's a garbage game. Wow. <laughs> wow. When was the last time you played it? I blocked it out of my memory, buddy. I'm not even I'm not Dude. even going to recall a date because that would bring the mental picture of it into a little more focus. And I'm Dang. trying to keep that bad boy as blurry as possible. I mean, damn, you're he, you're version coping with the trauma it gave you. That's that's incredible. Yeah, not I mean, have you seen Spider-Man in that game? He's like all hunched over. Like he, he looks, looks like sick. his back hurts when he starts yeah. the game. It's like, dude, you're not even into this. Honestly, like, what was funny was uh, we all looked like that when we finished it because yeah. it's like a weirdly, <laughs> weirdly heighted cabinet. When we got done, that's what we we're doing. No, it's the lived experience of those playing the Spider-Man arcade. Yeah, game. yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, it is a beat 'em up for the most part. There are weird platform levels that make no sense uh, to be there. Those are frustrating, and uh, it makes the most god awful racket constantly. Uh, so there's some we don't even know which character it is, but some characters just yelling woo. Like a siren or a a Ric Flair pitched too high. I'm not real sure what was going on with it, but it was less than enjoyable and somehow looked worse than the bad version of the Area 51 we played. What's going on? Every, there's like everything in the game was blue. Like the road was blue. Four of the characters were blue. The attacks coming at us were blue. Like what are we look? What are we even looking at? Where's Spider Man? <laughs> Terrible game. Yeah. Glad you agree. Now I'll tell you what's a good game. All right. We just, we said enough of this garbage. We're playing a good game. Gosh dang. Now last time you said this, it was a trick. Last time you I know. said this, you played Spider Man. So I know. are you lying to me, even though I can read the sheet? <laughs> <laughs> I am not lying to you. We we ventured over. It was uh, myself, Captain Drachma again this time, and Tim, our pal Tim. We saunter over and we see that there is a turtles machine being neglected in this arcade. Oh. And we said, not on not on our watch. Mm-hmm. Now, there's That's only three it. of us. And for those of you counting at home, there are, in fact, four turtles. Uh, we just uh, we just played with three just to get through. And we did get through it. And it was fun. I, I'm pretty sure I've played through the proper arcade version of the arcade game before, which is TMN, TMN, NT, TMN. TMNNT. What am I putting three T- N's in there? T TMNNT. Two, the arcade game on the NES. So uh, we, we just played through that arcade game, and man, it is just so good. That thing just holds up so well. Looks good, sounds good, plays good. Just not Konami just mm, home run on that yeah. Turtles. I've never played the arcade version. Um, you know, I've said many times I'm not a beat-em-up fan, but Turtles, the NES version of that is mm. maybe my favorite, like, proper beat em up like when people ask me like oh what beat em ups do you like i feel like any answer i give is probably usually going to be a game that's like barely a beat em up because it's other genres first but like mm-hmm. turtles 2 is a beat em up it's a beat em ups beat em up you're beating them up all right mm. oh yeah and oh, yeah. yeah i love that game it's so good so good it is good yeah it's great there's uh some some differences between uh the arcade game i think the nes port actually has extra levels um but it is it is a solid time. We enjoyed that one. And now the last one I want to cover here uh, in this here block of of um, uh, Magfest fun was uh, I finally I finally got to to meet a co-host in person, uh, Alex Old Snestrunk. Got to hang out with Old Snestrunk, and uh, without missing a beat, the guy just wanted to go play a shoot 'em up. Like he didn't even really want to hang out with me. He I was just like <laughs> I was just a wet bag, you know. I was just. I was just a, an alive human that he could be like. You want to? Would you like to play a shoot 'em up with me, your friend Alex? I was like, of course I would, bud. So we go <laughs> snooping around looking for a good one, and we find one. And of course, uh, what happens a lot of times is uh, the name of said shoot 'em up, because it's probably in Japanese, isn't anywhere on the machine. 
You're just mm. like, don't know what this is, but boy, does it look pretty. And so we hopped on Mushihime-sama. Did I nail it, Blink? Yeah, Mushihime-sama, yes. I it think also, I didn't know. This would have been a lot easier on you if they had put this on the cabinet, but it was eventually at some point localized as Bug Princess. Ah. So. Well, uh, th- and that makes sense because it's so rich with story. I thought when I was watch- when I was playing the game, I was like, man, they should – really lean into this bug princess thing this concept that they're pushing yep. uh, that which is sarcasm because there's virtually no story every time you beat a level in the shmup it would just show a picture of a woman and you're like oh I, all right i guess she's got things going on within it within her life yep. uh but it it is a shoot 'em up with just one of those bullet hell just uh the screen yeah. gets just full of stuff and it's you're having fun that was the thing alex and i were talking about and it's like dude i'm having fun but like i don't know that i'm actually playing a game like you I'm just kind of so. oh I it, I love those. It's just I mean it, not that not in a disparaging way. It's just like you know you're in a, you're a fairy I think or something, and you're just hurling an onslaught like an arsenal of cannons and things at these creatures and yeah. killing them. But I think what the game really is is dodge colors and explode colors because there's oh, yeah. not a whole lot you can process from what's going on on screen. At some point, there's so many projectiles on screen you can't even see. What's happening? So it's just like, I don't really know that I'm actually playing a shoot 'em up or if I'm just making colors pretty. But either way, I'm, we're going all the way with this. There's, there's something satisfying about the pickups. There's yeah. something satisfying about like landing, uh, like a special hit and really just enjoying the chaos that it creates. I never, it doesn't feel like a shoot 'em up. It just feels like fun color magic. It goes so far and, in- the like opposite direction of like a gradius that it stops being about like understanding information to make decisions and more about learning to ignore information to make decisions. Yes. Right? Like the, the skill that you develop starts being not getting distracted by all the shiny explosions and colors and stuff. And like the, at, when you're playing at your best, you're usually staring like directly at your ship and only processing the bullets in like a three centimeter circle around yourself. Right. And, but it's, it becomes trance like almost. Yeah. Like you kind of, you get so zeroed in and then just becomes navigating through this weird, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's crazy. But also the game has quite a bit of slowdown, which came in very handy, yeah. uh, especially <laughs> when there's, I'm not even overstating the fact that there's probably a thousand bullets on the screen. That slowdown makes you feel like Barry Sanders when you're just yes. weaving through and you're like, oh yeah. And most, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a free play coin op. So, I mean, we're, we're respawning a ton. So in death doesn't really matter. But if you make it through one of those like crazy things and you unscathe, it's still like a fist pump. Yep. Still like, oh yeah, dude, that felt real good. I'm going to be <laughs> four other shooters tonight. I'm good at shooters. Look. <laughs> But it was fun. I liked it. Mushahima Sama. It was good. Yeah, Color good colors everywhere. Love it. Yeah. Very good. It's cave developed for people that are shooter fans. Cave is yeah. kind of the bullet hell folk. So Yeah. Two the two thousand and four looks older, but plays great. Ah, that's crazy that that game is is already that old. Holy crap. That that gave me a little case of the olds, but that's all good. Yeah. Did you, did you play that in like in the arcade or have you been playing ports of that? Uh, I never played it in the arcade, but I've played, there was a 360 port of the game. So it's kind of interesting. Mm. The 360 is not a backwards or um, a region free console. It's region locked. I guess that certain developers could opt out of that. 
So 99% of all import games won't work on your 360, but a small handful will. And almost all of them that do work on a North American 360 are shoot 'em ups. I guess the shoot 'em up oh. companies knew that people that import games wanted to play them. So all I have like three or four 360 imports. They're basically all shoot 'em ups. One of them is Bug Bug Princess. So oh, okay, um, good to know. Yeah, I was playing that back in like 2011 or 2012 for for a while. Dang good, on, good dang game. Good Paul. Never Thank played you. the arcade version. I assu- I assume it's different in in some capacity. It's just loud and bright. <laughs> well, you know what's not loud? It's kind of bright, I guess. Mm-hmm. Scratch Bandicoot Warped, another video ah, game that I played through. My gosh, bringing the Crash. I feel like I feel like I haven't heard from Crash in a while. How is he doing? Yeah, Crash is just worse than Spyro. That's my review of Crash. Wow. My, my review man. of Crash is go play a Spyro game, and then the usually someone says well, I already played all those, and I'm like, okay, well, you can play Crash then. That's fine, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks for thanks for checking in. But I, I thought I had played this game, so I'm sure this has happened to you before. I was thinking, what should I stream today? And earlier in a previous stream, we were talking about like all the big platformer trilogies and what entries we had or had not played in them, me and everyone in my chat. So I was like, you know, I've played the first Jack and Daxter, but not the other two. I've played the first Ratchet and Clank, half of the second one, never played the third. We we're talking about Sly Cooper, you know, kind mm-hmm. of all the main platformer folk. And Spyro and Crash came into that. And in my head, I was like, I, I played all three Crash Bandicoot games. And then I went and looked at my backloggery. I was like, uh, you know, let me double check to make sure I beat that. I, you know, I punched into backloggery. I typed in Crash Bandicoot. I scrolled through the list. It didn't show up. Scrolled, you know, hmm. typed in Warped because it's called Crash Bandicoot Warped. Wasn't there. I was like, oh, what no. the hell's going on? I went and I looked on the shelf. It, alphabetically, my PlayStation 1 games, Crash Bandicoot, Crash 2, Croc. There's no Crash What's Warped the in there. smack? You didn't even have a Warped? I don't even have a Warped. I thought I did, what? but I, I guess I don't. So I was like, well... All right. I mean, do you have that? Do you have that trilogy? Thankfully, I got that insane trilogy oh, on PS4. So I said, "That's well, a good product." You know, long term, we're going to have to get us warped on this PS1 shelf. I mean, that's a must-have. But I'm going to need to play this game now. So <laughs> that's what we did. We booted it up, played it on stream. Now I ran into a bit of a kerfuffle here. Oh, that no. was a bit of a downer. Let me know how you would handle this situation. Sure, I'm here for you. We got. It's playing through. It's split mm-hmm. into five worlds. Each world has five levels, and then a boss. Important. I'm playing through. I say, boom, level one, boom, level two, boom, level three. We're having fun. We're goofing around. We're playing games. I often say boom as well. Yeah, Yeah, I'm getting collectibles. Gosh, I'm even beating speedrun time trial times. I'm just just truly crushing it on these levels. Dang, dang. I beat the boss. Boom, beat him. And then there's a DLC level, like like a bonus level that they made just for the trilogy. I said, you know what? I'm I'm big dog. All right? I'm crushing these early levels. I'm jumping right to that DLC level. Let's see what that DLC level has to offer. Hop inside of it. I spend, spend 20 minutes cruising mm-hmm. through this dlc level eventually i beat it turns out i learned later that as you play through the game and beat bosses you unlock new abilities that would have been very helpful to have had during the dlc level but i oh, beat sure. it without them uh and then i went back down and my dang progress was gone i was so uh-huh. confused like it wasn't that my save corrupted it wasn't that like the game didn't like crash and i booted it up and it was gone it was like i went back to the main hub and it was like I had never played that first world at all. So I said to re, I I replayed it. What would you do? Would you have given up or would you have replayed it? 
I mean, if it's between me and counting those credits, I guess I'd have had to replay it, but I wouldn't have been very happy. <sighs> I was a grumpy bumpy. I, I was Dude, not pleased. That is not okay. What's yeah. going? Is, is that the thing that you Googled? Like, is anyone else upset about I often do that because I like to... I like to know that it wasn't just me, but also oh, yeah. find it fun. I love going to like Googling something very specific like that. Is anybody else ever, you know, whatever, crash, whatever. And just seeing that one question on Quora that was never answered and that poor guy's <laughs> upset. And you're like, you just respond like, me too, guy from 2013. I'm also upset. I hope somebody finds this years from now and gives yeah. us, gives us something. <laughs> that dude's like, I got a PhD now. I don't, I don't even think about video games anymore. <laughs> yeah. What a loser having a PhD. <laughs> Yeah. All well, right. You, you got to be handsome. It's the only way you can pull it off. But that's yeah. I, I did that exact. Thing. I did that live on stream. I was like, everyone, stop talking for a minute. Hang on. I was googling. I was over on Reddit. I was like, someone else having this problem? Like, what's going on, guys? I could only find people on the PC version having the occasional problem, and I was like, PC people, I don't trust. Like, PCs are scarier than a console. I don't trust these people, man. More of a margin of error on PC. So. Anyways, we, 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 we pulled up our big boy britches. We replayed through. I made extra damn sure that mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was diligently saving. Second complaint about Crash Bandicoot Warped, by the way. When you pull up the save slash load menu, it's got three save slots and an auto save slot. X mm-hmm. is load. Square is save. So you pull up that menu and you're on autopilot from every other game ever. You're going to load a previous save by just clicking That's tough, through. tough. Tough. Don't you, do it. To consciously remember to press square is – What do you think my default action is going to be load? That I'm mostly loading and occasionally saving? No. I'm mostly saving and occasionally loading. Occasionally loading. Uh, I guess maybe they think some people will just die a lot and they'll just be loading, loading all day. I, I guess. Know. Who knows what they're thinking, but I don't know, man. It sounds like you're not you don't have a high opinion, at least your experience was tainted by a few a few obstacles. Yeah, they hit me with some technical difficulties. In the end, I had fun. I think I I, I think Crash Bandicoot games are good games. And I like them quite a bit. Uh I I'm pretty nostalgic for the second one because that was one of the first games I ever had on the PS1. But overall, I don't know that I would call myself a Crash Bandicoot fan. Like okay. in general, as I'm playing them, I'm like, I'm always like, I wish I was playing Spyro. So Crash is a little, he's like a, he's like a sack of potatoes. Okay. He's kind of hard to move around. He's a little top heavy. He never, never jumps quite the way I want him to. He's just a little, he, he needs to get punched. All right. Wow. Crash Bandicoot needs to get punched. You think he's a sack of potatoes? I think he's a little bag of sex onions. I love him. <laughs> I love him. Well, I think he's fun. No competition yeah. for him between you and me. So now, granted, I've only finished the first three. I tried to play the fourth one, and boy, is that just a tough old bird! I couldn't crack the could yeah. crack the shell on that egg. It was tough. <laughs> that one's a doozy, for it sure. Is. But it, it's a good game. Uh, again, overall, I would say Crash Bandicoot definitely a good game, and I understand why some folks thinks it is a great game. Uh, I enjoyed my time. I was not head over heels for my time. Understood. Understood. Well, I think at the end of the last podcast, I had introduced the notion that I was going to be playing a lot of junk coming up, and I might have promised the game. I might have said, I'm going to go play a Family Feud on the NES. Yep. And, like, I was just a boy. You know, I was just, <laughs> what was it, two weeks ago? Barely? I was just a little boy. I had no idea what I was getting into. I said, uh, yeah, I'm going to beat Family Feud, because the first thing that pops in your head when you say, when you hear Family Feud, you're like, oh, that game's probably, like, on the NES, that's probably, like, five, ten minutes. Of just guessing words until yep. you're done. 
Let me tell you about the five hours I put in the family feud to get the beat. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, please do. It's and it's it's a hostage. G- I'm going to start calling these hostage games. A game that is grueling to beat, but still fun to play. Okay. I think Family Feud's one of those. Uh, All right. I can I can think of other examples if you gave me time, but this is one of those games. I want to say Trevor McFur might be that example for you. It's like you, mm. you know, maybe yeah. not the funnest during, but you know, you get that win, you feel closer to it, whatever you earned it, whatever. Family Feud's one of those. Now, uh, the reason that it's hard because if you go to, um, as I do, there's a uh, a write up on Video Game Sage. I bring this up a lot, but the beat conditions for a lot of those NES games where the beat condition may more typically be high score, they say this is how you would beat it. Uh, in their eyes, uh, it's not good enough just to win a match, a family feud. You have to earn $20,000 to beat the game. And that's the thing that's stated in the game. Huh. Uh, but the, the only way you do that is you have to win consecutive games without loss. If you Oof. lose, you're out. Okay. Now you can do this in as little as four games because, and I'm going to have to do, I'm going to have to briefly cover family feud rules for those of you at home so that this will all make my harrowing victory will make sense. Are you familiar with family feud? Cause yeah. I didn't really watch it, but you're familiar with it. Okay. Yeah. I've got enough episodes. Right. So you got, you got two families. And the first round, at least in the NES game, the first round is uh, the same thing. They surveyed a hundred people about what uh, what are things that you can wear on your head, and then you know, then you you might guess hat, uh, neck or yeah, necklace, uh, earring, whatever you come up with. And however many of those you get, the the number uh, of people that said that in that survey, if sixty seven people said hat, you got sixty seven points. Now the way that the game works is is rough because some of your points can go to your opponent if you can't guess everything that's listed and then they get one final guess and if they guess it right they get all your money. They took Oof. all of it. You worked hard. You were like eyebrow ring uh to- like you just named everything but you didn't <laughs> you didn't think to say headband. Oh. And that was the one that everyone thought of. Then then the other guy gets it they get all your money. So there's one problem with the game. And that's not really a problem. It's like part of the game. But that's a thing like a strategy you have to think of. Like, do I know this whole list or should I let them guess and try to take it from them, right? So there's that whole thing. And then the last part of the game is sort of a buzzer, like a fast round, where they give you five things. You have to name the most. You, you want to try to name what is the top thing, right? So if they if it's uh, mountains... You might guess Everest. That might be the one that everyone would think of. Uh, and so you can try to get the most points because if you don't eclipse 200 points, then you don't get $5,000. You want to mm-hmm. get $5,000 so that you can beat just four family feud matches in a row and take home your title. Yep. If you don't get that, you still get to go to the next round, but you only get like, you know, maybe 700 or 900 depending on your answers. So there's, that's a big difference. Between having to play the game four times or upwards of thirty times, so it's very important that they, that you get that last round. And I'm playing it now. Here's another thing too: it's the game's a bit dated. So what people said about how they answered the survey in 1990 differs greatly from how you and I would answer it now. Mm. And so I'm trying to answer these questions as if I'm sitting in 1990. You like, think you'd have an advantage here? You just spent. Three months of podcasting living in the 90s over on Drunk Friend. You think that right. this would be your moment. Right? I know. But it's it's tough. 
so there's that aspect of. There's also the aspect that you're writing in words that the game has to process. Yeah. Sometimes it'll cut you a break. Like if it's looking for galoshes and you say boots, it's like, no, nah, I got you. I know what you meant. Yeah. But sometimes if it's like, uh, you know, if you, I'm trying to think of an example, uh, cause it happened to me quite a bit. Uh, so one of them was, uh, I can't remember what the question was, but the answer I was trying to put in there was, it was things you could bet on. So it was like horse races, uh, sports, and, uh, I put cards. Then I put, uh, games. But the answer was card game. So it didn't give me a break on either of those. So you got to fight with that. So some part of the game is playing it for a bit and remembering what what makes the game happy. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you do get the same questions over and over again. So f- night w- one and two was just me in my basement for like two or three hours at a time. Having a decent time because it's a guessing. People love to guess. I mean, it was like yeah. close playing it. But, I, you know, I, the closest I got was maybe 17,000 out of that 20,000. I'm thinking, ah, oh, it sucks. This really sucks to have to because it takes a long time. Night two, I don't even get off the ground. It was a bad night. I wasn't guessing good. I don't know if I didn't feel good. Maybe I had like a bad, a, some bad mustard. I don't know. Mm. I just wasn't feeling it. Ugh. So I call up my wife for the, for night three. I say, listen, we're playing, I'm playing family feud downstairs by myself at night. It's sad down there. I could really, <laughs> u- I could really use you down there because you know a lot about things I don't know about. She was a help immediately. She gets down there. And, you know, we're, a lot of it's like, what's, what's the thing that, uh, uh, a, a wife, uh, might, and it, it does have like some classic family assumptions going for it, but it's yeah. like, what might a wife pay more for than a husband? And like shoes is one, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, stuff I wouldn't even think of. And she's like naming them out. I'm like, oh, this is great. And we're doing good. We only get to 15,000 before we lose. Oh, uh, she's like, well, I got to go to bed. And I'm like, well, you helped out a ton. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. The next day. Now I'm, I, I'm, I need to paint the picture that I've been struggling for hours with this. Okay. This is, I've been Rocky out in the shed, punching meat. <laughs> I've been trying to list things. Sometimes I would just look at something and be like, Travis, name, name five things that, you know, tr- that trees do. I'm like, I don't even know if that's in the game or not, but I'm going to do it right now. They stand up tall. Drop they're, leaves. They drop leaves. Um, they uh, harbor uh, squirrels sometimes, uh, full of bugs. I don't know if they if that's something they do, but they are in fact full of them. And you know, just just that for all day. I tell you, man, I was feeling it. Lunch break one day, I was like, I'm going there and feud it for a bit. That's what I've been calling it. I'm gonna go mm. feud it for just a little bit. Give me a sandwich to go feud. I got to be back at one. I could probably do this. I sit down. I roll through. Four in a row. Ooh. Get all of I don't you know what's great? The other team, they don't even get a chance to guess. You, you know why it's not because I suddenly got smart? I have memorized the game. <laughs> you just know all the questions. I know all the questions. <laughs> Nothing they could hurl at me. I knew the orders they're in. I knew the numbers. I was like, well, I know the answer to this one. You don't guess beans first. That's a two. We need to get a ninety seven right here. Like I knew everything. <laughs> I can't wait to forget all of it. I'm super duper smart. I'm 1990 smart right now. You look 90 smart, buddy. Thank I'm you. I'm proud man. of you. Way, way yeah. to push on. Have me list stuff. You know, I can do it. Mm. Dude. Name five games worse than Spider-Man the video game. Heart on the Globe Trotters. Uh, Area 51. Donkey Kong 3. 
Skate or Die, and oof, Snoopy Silly Sports. I don't, I'm just pulling those off the top of my head. Just uh, off the dome? Man. Just off the dome. Uh, we'll have to go back and check the tape, but I think you might have got that one in. All right. I think that yeah. might that might be it for you. So. I definitely wasn't reading our sheet, if that's what no. you think I was doing. I don't know why you want to take Snoopy out of the knees like that, but either way, proud of you. Proud. You clearly got the skills. Are you, are you going to... Are there other Family Feud games or just the one on NES? It's not like Jeopardy where they just... No, thank God. Pooped out one every six months? Thank God they, they knew what they had done to us with the one. But there is a Super Nintendo in, in Genesis version. I am curious... Yeah, <laughs> how different they are. I wish I wasn't. I wish I could go through life not doing it, but I'm going to try it just yeah. to see. I would do. You describing it got me hyped for it. I'm like, ah, man, I'm gonna put some Family Feud here soon. That sounds pretty good. Honestly, get get Leah involved. You you might yeah. have a little bit of fun. All right, it's not bad. I'm down. I'm down. Well, the last game that I played, this was uh, this was a ways back. This was probably shortly after we recorded last, and I think what happened was we knew. Or I should say, uh, our buddy Captain Drachma knew that he's about to have all kinds of fun without me. All right. He knew he was going to come hang out with you, play a hundred arcade games, show mm-hmm. off his boots in person. Oh, every, he did. Everything that, uh, he had a new pair for every do. day. He's like, these are my Saturday boots. What do you think? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. You're jealous. All right. We're just mad that we can't pull off boots. Okay. It's true. You got to no, have a right. certain confidence, a certain swagger. You're right. Yeah. But uh, he hit me up and he's like, hey, man, there's a game I want to play. Co-op game. You down? I was like, sure. A game called The Past Within. And this is a, it is a 2022 game. It is a recent game, part of the Rusty Lake series of games, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of. You might know of it because at one point, Weedo kept beating a bunch of games with Cube in the name. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is the same developer and like the same like larger world as those cube games. They're all, they're basically all like puzzle escape room type games, uh, with like a little twinge of horror and maybe like a little twinge of Twin Peaks mixed in. Like that's their vibe. But Past Within is a neat game because it's the first one of these that this developer has done. That is co-op. It's designed entirely for co-op. So, you know, it's like an It Takes Two or an Operation Tango. It's one of those. Um, Or for you, you know, Dead Space or Fatal Frame 2 or, you know, built for co-op. And uh, they, I I was thinking to myself, like, okay, interesting. I wonder how it's going to work two people walking around in an escape room. And it's fascinating how this game is designed. You don't. Is it entirely co-op game? that has no connection to the other person that you're playing. You can both play if you, if you wanted to, you know, we could unplug our internet routers, both boot up this game, call each other on our landline phones with that, with that curly line pulling on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And we could play through this at the start of the game. They ask you a series of questions that basically they say, okay, you know, you got to choose, choose one of these two symbols, choose a bee or a moth. And they say, now talk to the other person. Make sure they pick the animal you don't pick. And then they say, okay, do you want to be in the past or the future? Same thing. Make sure that uh, they pick something that you don't pick. And in doing that, it sets you up into two different like versions of this escape room. Um, mm-hmm. The past future is actually the real mechanic. The idea is that they're in the future version of this world and you are in the past version of this world. And you start exploring around the room and finding bits of information that you just need to communicate back and forth. It's puzzles that you would have no way of solving on your own but 
in talking to the other person, they have the key that fits into your lock or they have like the way to decode the symbols that you're seeing to let you know what buttons to push, that type of thing. And puzzles are pretty clever, pretty enjoyable. I would say that they were maybe about as hard as Escape Academy, maybe a teeny bit harder. So like on the easier side in terms of escape room stuff, but uh, not such a cakewalk that there weren't at least a couple times where we had to stop and think or figure out what to do next. Uh, And it was... It was very good. It was it was clever because even though the game's entirely offline, there were a couple of times where they would say, now you and your partner need to click on this thing at the exact same time. So, you know, we'd be on the Discord calling and be like, all right, three, two, one, click. Mm. And it's like, you realize at the end, or if you're thinking of it while you're playing, like, there's no reason that you have to click on it at the same time. They just want you to click on that at the same time so you're seeing the cutscene at the same time, but like, they don't right. know who you're playing with they or what no you're idea. doing. Yeah. So pretty clever, I think, design. Uh, pretty smart that it's set up in a way to basically be like an offline co-op only game. And what I like about it is at the beginning, part of those questions that they ask you uh, basically set you up to be on like one or one side of the puzzles or the other. So you could go back and uh, say, oh, I played. So like I played as in the past and Drachma was in the future. If I said, oh, I want to play the future version, see what's going on in the future and have Drachma play in the past next time. You mm-hmm. can choose, you can answer those questions differently and you'll get a different set of puzzles. I think it'd be wow. the same type of puzzles, but with different answers. So you can't just be like, oh, I remember when we did this one. It's blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be, the puzzles would be different enough to where you would still be having essentially a new experience, which is pretty nice of them to do that. So yeah, very cool game. If you're looking for more stuff like Escape Academy, like Operation Tango, uh, I love this like recent kind of wave of, asymmetrical co-op stuff and uh, it was pretty enjoyable i enjoyed it quite a bit and i appreciate drachma for uh for remembering me and not trying to keep me out of uh all the fun you know unlike some people that tried to make sure i didn't even know magfest was happening he said i want you to know for sure that the past the thin is happening buddy well it does look fun i've been clicking through and looking at it as uh, as you've been discussing it and uh that seems really neat yeah i don't, I don't uh do co-op often but this seems you know, like an interesting enough uh, twist for a fresh experience. Good call on that. The past with it. Thank you, Drachma. Yeah, good stuff. Also, it's like five bucks and it's like two, maybe, maybe three hours if you're getting sidetracked a little bit. So uh, I think it took us about two. So right. n- nice and quick. I'd say, you know, maybe go hop into that Discord, find a buddy, play the past within with. All right. I'll try to do that. Uh, now, Speaking of buddies, a few of our buddies here have been beating a whole bunch of games. Uh, not as many as I have, <laughs> of course, but they've beaten a few. And we yeah. have, uh, man, Blink, what's going on here? I'm seeing a lot of names here. Are we just, are we just handing out trophies to everyone now, or what, what happened? Yeah, this is basically the participation trophies round of uh, the beat tweets. No, it's just, you know, every now and again, time uh, is is kind to when we pull these tweets, and it just works out that... We have a lot of folks that all have the same number of beats. So we've got a huge stack of runners up, four runners up. Whoa. All all of you with six beats apiece. And I know what you're thinking. If you're one of these four people, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear you saying, uh, actually I beat seven and, uh, you didn't get it because it it all just comes down to when I pull the tweets. It's, you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't time this. All right. That's part of the mystery of polykill, but that's right. The aggravating mystery of polykill. You just never know what we're thinking over here. 
And it's yeah. usually not about you. Yeah, that's right. I said it. <laughs> Jerks. First jerk is Mook, <laughs> who beat TMNT Turtles in Time Arcade, TMNT Arcade, TMNT The Hyperstone Heist, TMNT Follow the Foot Clan, Space Force, Spider-Man the Video... Spider-Man. Spider-Man the Video Game. Oh, yes. Yes. Mook did... Uh, he, he played that before I did, and, uh, you know, he was a little different after that. He wasn't the same man, you know? Yeah. I think we all I think we all left the Spider-Man video game a little war-torn. Yeah. Our eyes were hollow. Our our souls gone. Uh, next, the Elite MYT, who also... Uh, who, or who did not play uh, Spider-Man the Video Game, so may they live long and happy. Casey's Mod... I guess that's AKA Inscription, The Hex, GoldenEye64, Baba Files Taxes, Death's Door, and Any Escape or Nescape. Yeah. I think Casey's mod is a it's either it's either a mod or DLC for inscription. It changes oh, inscription in some way. And I think you said in the B tweet that it makes it basically as long as the original game with new content. So good stuff. Mm. Uh, another another six beat banger out here. Our boy Scooch and Hoobles. Oh yeah, who beat Aaliyah, Bio Mutant, Astro's Playroom, Gun Gun Gun, Guns Gore and Cannoli, and Skullgirl's Second Encore. Man, this dude was scrolling through his library. He hit the G's and he was like, <laughs> "All right, t- time to knock a couple of these out." Yeah, you can see he like he started at the top, did some A's, got to B maybe, and it was <laughs> yeah. like I'm gonna skip to the middle. Yep. Jeez, I'm gonna skip toward the end. As you know, that's just that's just how he does. Respect. You know, one of one of Scotch's uh, favorite hobbies, the alphabet. Super into it. Might come <laughs> up later. Up next, we got Corid Coridon Coridon Coridon. Said it right. C o c o r y d o n. Pretty new to the beat game, but already a runner up here on the podcast. We got Pentiment, Castle of Dragon, Super Mario Bros. Two, Sonic Frontiers. Thunder Force 5, and Pico Park. That's a good list of games right there. Beautiful mm. selection, Ovidia. Good stuff. And hello, Corydon. Thank yes. you. And then our polykiller, in a twist of fate, it's a glorious W. We have the legend himself, Burger Champ. Man, wow, the champ. Mm. The bouse. I got to give it up to Burger Champ because he's pulling this W Basically, because he played wingman to a whole bunch of people. He was everyone's player, too. And it just kind of worked out in his favor that he ended up knocking out tons of games by being, let's face it, the best bro around. He broke yeah. it up. I mean, honestly, he was probably player one in all yeah. of these, and we were riding his coattails. But it's fun because burger means business. You know, True. he'll walk up to an Area 51 machine and he'll say really early on, this sucks. But you know what? He'll stand there for the remaining 40 minutes and blast in enemies with you to get that W. Because he's like us. He's sick. Yeah. He, he's got the sickness. <laughs> so you'll recognize some of these names. Uh, Spider-Man the Video Game. <laughs> Sunset Riders. In the Hunt. I think In the Hunt might have been a drachma. Area 51. Yeah. Retro Bowl. Battle Garaga. Mushihime-sama, and Dancing Eyes, whatever Dancing Eyes is. So, kudos, Burger Champ. Happy to see you up on the podium, standing mm-hmm. tall, center, above that one gold trophy in hand. You earned it. Man, I got to say, too, the dude won another trophy for cooking us some delicious food all MAGFest long. Mm. The guy doesn't beat. He also 
eats and cooks and eats. <laughs> I just wanted to make it rhyme. All right, very good. Let's get in some of these random beat tweets, you know, and for folks at home, you're like, who are the people you're talking about and what have they done and how do I get involved? Hey, I got good news for you. It's just anybody can do it. Really, you just got to beat a ton of video games or beat one and leave a pretty good beat tweet. Or if you're in the Discord, you can do a beat chord. Uh, and by, to do that, you really, you just take a screenshot, uh, after you beat it, of course, write a little review, be like, yo, this game was good or bad, uh, or not, just this game, what about it? What, say something interesting, make sure you at polykill, or, or, uh, and, no ors, forget I said or! No ors! At polykill, and then hashtag it, just beat it, that way we know what we're looking at there, let's get it started here with the real HC Greg! Donkey Konga's marathon mode on Gorilla Difficulty. Song selection and rhythm game options, speed mods is what he means, are a bit lacking, so it doesn't have the staying power of Rock Band or DDR, but it was fun to revisit Nintendo's foray foray into the genre. I don't know why I can't speak. I just, instead of saying foray, I said four-way. I, I, I screwed <laughs> up early. Uh, I'm sorry, Greg. Your, your, your beat tweet was on Gorilla Difficulty for me just there. <laughs> but you made it through. Good job. Made it through. Love me some Donkey Konga. Good W, Greg. Good W. Yeah. Next up, we got Leonardo Sepulveda, a.k.a. Pobra Seppu, who says, Hi, Polykill. Hi, Leonardo. Says, I just beat Rayman Legends on the PS4. I never played a Rayman game before, and this was pretty fun. The rhythm stages were a nice touch. There should have been more of those. I think a lot of folks would say that those are the highlight of the those kind of modern Rayman games or those musical auto runners. Yeah, for sure. I'm Rayman Legends is a banger. Up next, we got Caleb J. Ross, the one and only, and uh, a man I slept with more often than I did my wife this week. <laughs> says, hey, Polykill, I just beat it high on life. Ceaseless fun from start to finish. Just when I think games have exhausted the fourth breaking wall trope for humor, Squanch Games finds a fifth wall, the ceiling, maybe. Is the ceiling a wall... And I want to stop us right here and take us through a 20-minute uh, diatribe about whether ceilings are walls. Blink, what are your thoughts? No, not a wall. I mean, if it was a wall, they wouldn't call it a ceiling. Now, here's my thought. I was recently, you know, while you were at MAGFest, I was mm. getting my hands dirty. I was doing the hard work. We're getting the nursery set up. I was painting oh, walls. Oh, sure, yeah. And God, God dang it, buddy. We got all the way done, all the trim, all the edging, everything. We get all the way to the end. I got maybe a... A three foot by two foot square left to paint. Get it. And despite perfection the whole way through, son of a bitch, that roller bumped the ceiling. Whoa! At the very end. Now I got a paint blotch on the ceiling, and I'll tell you this I was not happy. You know why? Because I was painting the walls. And when I got paint on the ceiling, my heart knew that's not a wall. We didn't want paint there. I see. Yes, this is all of the evidence we need, Caleb. Hopefully, it's hopefully it satisfies you. Hopefully, no. that that's enough. I'm I'm gonna, I'm actually I'm going to stop the diatribe. We're going to stop it short. I'm going to keep keep it at just a minute. Uh, but I, I do I, I do want to play High on Life. Caleb talked about it uh, when we were at Macfest. He seemed like he really liked it. it. Seemed like it was a pretty funny game, which you, you wouldn't expect anything less. So uh, I that was in my coming soon a couple weeks ago, and uh, I'm probably going to get a hold of it. I, it seems really cool. Nice. Good stuff. Yep. Next up here we got Weedo, who just beat Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap. Best Game Gear game I played. Beautiful, colorful sprite work, good music, fun gameplay. Great gated exploration game without a lot of obtuse stuff. 
No save system, but passwords. So save states are your best option. Play it. And our boy Wido did a nice meaty stream that uh, happened a couple of days ago where he did a tier list very similar to yourself of all the mm. games he beat in 2022. And I'll tell you this, his his top of the list, he's pretty harsh. There were not a lot of games that showed up on the very top, but this one, Wonder Boy Dragon's Trap, was one of the few that made it yeah. into the highest tier. He loved it. Yeah, I did. I reviewed that list, and I was glad I wasn't a game played by Weedo this year uh, for yeah. fear of where I might have ended up. But uh, Weedo, man, I am so jealous of that analog pocket. Oh, my gosh. One of these days. All right, up next, we got the always handsome Rusty Lewis 2011. Really enjoyed my replay of The Last of Us, especially since it was my wife's first time experiencing the story. This remake only further solidified how special this game is to me and how it remains one of my favorites. Now it's time for a part two replay. Ooh, says that emoji. And uh, it's not because he doesn't like it. I'm sure he thinks it's great, but it's a hard one to get through. I mean, just emotionally, yeah. I think. So uh, that's that would be my response as well, even though I loved it. Good luck. If you want to hurt yourself, that's on you, Rusty. All right. <laughs> Next up, we got Matt Waters at Muddy River 68. Says, oh, is it raining bananas? No, I just beat Donkey Kong Country Returns. Another banger in the DKC series. As always, super creative, great artwork, and that Nintendo platformer polish. In classic DKZ fashion, it gets hard as hell towards the end game. 10 out of 10. Time of his life time of his life that is uh that is a very good game good good beat good beat yes i quite enjoyed that one it's actually the first uh when i got a wii i got a wii after the fact it was the first one i bought for myself oh nice good pick yeah yeah a lot of donkey kong in this here episode let's see what Corydon's up to at Corydon several underscores and boy that's uh at Corridon9545839. And I hope that's not their phone number or social security number, but if it is, they just got doxxed in their actually voice. Hey, Polykill. I can't do an Alex. I'm going to do my best out here. Um, Did you know this is just a rescan of a JP only game? As, as JP says for Japan, okay? D- Doki Doki Panic. Uh, because the real SMMB2 was too difficult for us babies overseas. Invoice. Anyway, I just beat it for the first time. And what a wonderful game it is. 9 out of 10. Would Toad again? I'm a big fan of SMMB2 uh, myself. Uh, but I did have to sort of separate it from the original Mario to kind of get in the in the headspace for it. And, and since I did, I ended up maybe liking it a little more, to be honest. Uh, I like that game quite a bit. Steve, what's your what's your coldest take on SMMB, SMB2? <laughs> my coldest take? What's your coldest take uh, on that game? My coldest take is that it's a must-play. No, I love mm. I love SMB2. It's very good. I, yeah. You know, I like Super Mario 3 more, but as a kid... For whatever reason, I played two the most. Yeah. So I've got a lot of playtime on this. I haven't beaten it a lot of times. You know, I've taken down War at a time or two, but... Got to do it. Put a lot of hours into this one growing up. Yeah. All right. Well, we got Lazy Eyes Played here who just beat Avenging Spirit for the Game Boy. Interesting little game. You take over other characters that attack and move differently. Looks great and very good control. Three out of five stars. Had the time of my life. Love to hear that. Yes. Everyone's having fun with games. Everyone decided, you know what, 2023 is the year I'm actually going to play games I enjoy. And here I am over here like, nah, dude, you need to play Family Feud. That's what you need. You just need to list things as best you can. Speaking of listing things, top of my list, Mook. 
at Jimmy underscore Mook underscore. Just beat it. TMNT, the Hyperstone Heist on the Nintendo Switch. This may be a top three turtles beat em up for me. I loved how responsive the controls were, and the soundtrack in this version might be one of my favorites. Must have been the blast processing. Awesome game. Love to hear it. I also love that game. Uh, shout out to Mook, who uh, missed his flight this morning, and hopefully we'll make it home uh, before the next round of holidays. A uh, little bit of sleeping in. I wouldn't say he had too much fun. I think he just uh, was really enjoying sleeping. That's <laughs> what happened there. Just it happens. I get that. Well, I'm rooting for you, Mook. Hopefully you're not listening to this episode from the airport. Well, you know what I think happened? I think uh, I think maybe he missed his flight on purpose so he'd get a little bit more switch time in because I heard he had a five-hour layover in Houston. So uh, play a little bit more video games without the kiddos around. I know what he's up to. Good strat. <laughs> oh, sp- speaking of good strats, next up we got JJS Boys. Boys! Just beat Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, a delightful spinoff of one of my favorite 3D Mario's. I love 3D Mario or Mario 3D World so much I paid 80 bucks for it on two different systems without being annoyed almost at all. <laughs> Fantastic and unique 3D puzzle platforming. I love Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. I think probably banger. the best Wii U game. I am uh I might mm, I might put it uh, near it's in my top. You have me yeah. thinking of Zombie U and Bayonetta too and some other games I play, but it's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Charles. I know this guy's at uh, D. Charles. Uh, just beat it. Aperture Desk Job. It finally seemed time to play and beat this charming little tech demo that Valve created as a way to show off some of the features of the Steam Deck. It's cute, quirky, and funny. Also short. Very short. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you too, Dylan. Way to get it yeah. kicked off just right with some, uh, some good stuff. Well, nice quick game. There's a tip for all you polykill aspirationals, okay? Yeah. Nice and easy. You got to own a Steam Deck, though. So, you know, there's there's a cost of entry $800 or so to play a quick game. Yeah. Get a job and then get a Steam Deck. <laughs> Next up here, we've got Video Games and Collectibles, aka AC Decepticon. Yeah, I got that one right. I didn't mispronounce it this time. Let's go, baby. Yeah, I mean, it does lend itself to saying deception, and I even know what it is. I probably yeah. I, I don't want to even know how many times I've accidentally said AC deception on the podcast, and he's been kind enough to never correct me, and I just didn't know I did it. Yeah. So, well, Joe's a AC solid dude. A Decepticon uh-huh. says Canada Post should have all their employees play this game to learn how to deliver packages properly. <laughs> Hard to Got describe em. the journey, and you don't need to put this many hours into it, but everything is explained in the end. Loved it. And that is Death Stranding for those that can't see the very tiny pictures in this tweet pasted into our sheet. Death Stranding. <laughs> yes, for sure, man. I'm glad. I'm going to take a good hard look at these end screens because I don't know if I'll ever see them <laughs> again. Uh, Joe beat me to it. We, I think we started around the same time and he just took it all the way. He delivered where I did yeah, not. It's true. Which, uh, that's just how it goes sometimes. Up next, we got AG Row at A underscore G underscore Row. People love underscores and I'm a fan of them too. Good job, yeah. everyone. Uh, just beat it. Gotta wear Ragnarok. This game had me smiling ear to ear the whole time. So much fun. The constant, the constant subtle and sometimes unsubtle throwbacks to the old games were really great. Loved this game. I'll chalk that one up as a hot take about that one. Woo! Hmm. First person ever to think, hmm, good game, this God of War. Yeah, no, I'm glad people are loving it. People are playing at AG Row on the right side of history, it seems. Too true. Good dude all around. 
Yeah, for Speaking sure. of good dudes all around, round two gaming. So round, so Says, two, so gaming. First just beat it of the year. And, you know, knowing Dean, it's not the last just beat it of the year. No. Says, as expected, I really enjoyed Crisis Core Reunion. While the PSP era game design and exaggerated dialogue was a jarring contrast to the gorgeous visuals and superb voice actors, mm-hmm. this is the definitive way to experience the game. Gotta get around to this one. I played it on PSP, but I would like to revisit it. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing they're clocked in at a, at a, whew, just a full bag of 54.7 hours. Ah. Dang, you already, that made you yawn. You were like, oh, that's a long, (laughs) good Lord, who has the time? So true. Man, you're over there yawning like you went to MAGFest for 40. What were you doing? (laughs) Just living my life, buddy. Just living my life. You paint a couple walls, you get tuckered out. (laughs) So true. All right. Well, up next here, we got Banana. Good friend Banana, who's at MAGFest with us as well. Banana, banana, you do your own nan nan math. Death's Door. I loved it and I hated it. Some of the boss fights were difficult yet rewarding. Others, just frustrating. Between them, it hit surprising emotional notes. Bow your head in remembrance. Pay your last respects. And hopefully that is in reference to the game and not a threat toward me and Steve. Yeah, I. that's ominous if it is not a reference to something. So we're going to have to assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. I, I've heard mixed things about that game, and uh, which means I'll probably play it. Heck yeah, I've uh, I've been yelled at to play this game many times by our friend Dracula. Right, next up, we got for real fan at Mark Martin fan five who says first game and first platinum for 2023. Hoa was a beautiful experience, solid indie game, eight out of ten. It's a fun game, very beautiful, very very pretty. Dude, I am also a Mark Martin fan. Heck yeah, go six, go Valvoline. That's where I'm at. Dude, NASCAR. Heck yeah. <laughs> Love it. For real fan. Good job. Uh, up next, we got Viar45. Uh, you are being followed, which is the name of the game. Again, not a threat towards Steve and I. You are being followed was on the PSVR. Was the first game I beat on New Year's Day. It's a free game that I would recommend headphones and being alone for to get the most enjoyment out of. It's a walking simulator giving you the experience of seeing with your ears. Now, Steve, you can't see with your ears. What are you, uh, a bat? Can't trick me. I know better than that. Don't have ear balls. You got eyeballs. <laughs> nice try, Viar. You pranked us on the beat tweet. You won't get another one by us. <laughs> oh. Next up here, we got Scotch and Hobby Scooch and Hoobles. Says, just beat Astro's Playroom. It's a great 3D platformer and tech demo on the PS5. This game is so much better than it has any right to be an absolute joy with so many references to PlayStation games across the generations. A must-play for PS5 owners and your first PS5 beat. Yes, Scotch got his shiny new PS5 recently. Nice. Happy for our boy Hoobles. He's been enjoying it. And I agree, this is a great pack-in, comes pre-installed, and I think kind of the perfect, like, this is the perfect, you take your brand new shiny system, out of the box, plug her in. You just want two, three hours of fun. It goes down so smooth. It's such mm-hmm. a treat. Every, it's so full of nostalgia and celebration of all the previous generations of PlayStation consoles and stuff. It's it's a very special game. Very good. Yeah, it seems like the perfect launch title. So uh, yeah. Merry Christmas over there, Scotch and Hobbies. Enjoy. And now up next, we got Matt Coo. I said that like I sent that to him. I did not send the man a PS5. That's his own. <laughs> 
but I hope that he, I assume he got it for Christmas and I hope he enjoys it. Uh, up next, Matt Kuo at Matt Kuo Twitch. Starting the year strong by beating Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. What an excellent game. It is so much better than I thought it would be. I must play for any RPG fan. It took me a little shy of 60 hours to complete, but worth every minute. Mm. You played That's this so one? many minutes. 60 hours, 60 minutes. We're talking 3,600 minutes. He says it's worth every single one of those. That's a lot. Mm. I have not played it, nor do I own it. Uh, 60 hours scares me away from it. Oh, it's phenomenal. Very, very good. I mean, you got to be in the mood for 60 hours of fun, but it is an excellent game. Good one, right. man. Good to know. Next up here, he's gotten so many shout-outs this episode. Do you think that he was paying us? It's Captain Drachma. I mean, he is. So, yeah, but you, you now you'd think it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's full circle, baby. It says, hey, Polykill, Burger Champ and I just beat at Sunset Riders. Fun side-scrolling shooter set in the Wild West. I felt a weird affinity for this game. Not sure Mm. why. Mm. Could it be? Could it be the boots? I think. I think he's got a pair of sunset boots on. All right. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. You know, I've I've owned the uh, and have played and enjoyed the Super Nintendo version of this. Never played the original arcade version. I'll have to do that sometime. Next MacFest, somebody please beat it with me. All right, last but not least here, and we've covered him once already, you know him, Viar45, uh, sharing a little bit of uh, a little bit of information here. Polykill on the Google Podcast is an unobjectionable podcast, average topics, okay standard humor. Host Blink and Trav, who, Trav, who has a decent penis, are unexceptional. 100% of it was okay. Patreon DLC was mediocre, thus adequate. 10 out of 10. P.S. Trav's dog is just okay. Uh, and this is just layered in compliments. I got to thank you, Viar, for this review. And I hope others follow suit and do these similar reviews on a podcast app of their choice. Uh, once again, we are we are unobjectionable um, and, and standard, which I think are great. Yeah, I appreciate you doing this one to close out the year for us. Viar also put a sheet together that showed all the, the poly killers over the ages, I think, so... Yes, yes. He's been doing a, a lot of stat of... tracking for the, the network's podcasts. Big shout yes. out to Viar. It's a part of our internal wiki that, we, that we're that we building for uh, for good funsies. Um, it's just taking a while to get off the ground because I'll tell you out there, folks, if you want to build a wiki, don't just find the cheapest wiki site. Uh, you're going to want to aim for quality. <laughs> uh, we've had some setbacks. But, uh, no, that is really cool. And I do want to thank Viar, legitimately jokes aside, for, for everything he does uh, mm. for the network with, with the, the archiving and the cataloging. It gets, it's super cool. All right. Uh, so that's, that's what other people beat, Steve. You know, it's not just us around here, and that's great. Otherwise, yeah. it'd feel lonely and sad. So we thank everyone for participating in that. But, you know, we got things to talk about because this is the end of the first episode of the year. And what does that mean, Steve? Goals time, baby. Goals time, baby. That's right. We got things that we want to tell ourselves by the end of the year. We better fucking do it, you know, or <laughs> Unlike else. last year where Trav put these out into the world, immediately forgot them. Mm-hmm. And then I had to remind him what his goals were at the end of the year right before we recorded that episode. You did, in fact. You did, in fact. Now, I say we kick this off with, you know, maybe one or two personal goals we're not getting to the challenge yet we'll get to the challenge in a minute folks okay but the uh gosh people you can hear them you can hear them now get to the challenge get to the challenge give it a second gosh what are some just general goals for you i mean i think this past year 
yeah, you, you, you tabbed it, you know, the year, year of the handheld, you had, uh, you wanted to beat longer games, you had a few goals, you, you, you I feel like you were kind of satisfied with where you landed. Yeah. Tell us, I what's think, 2023 have in store? I think so. Now, I, I would say I have a couple of goals. They kind of go from goals into sort of like guiding principles throughout the year. You know, not all these goals are what I would call, or what the corporate world would call a smart goal. They're not all measurable. They're not all actionable necessarily. Like I'm not going to be able to check in on progress numerically for all of these. Yeah, but yeah. my first one is the one that I will be able to. Now I've been doing, you know, we've been talking about the last couple episodes. You're probably getting sick of hearing the word. I've been, I've been a little hot on the trophies lately. I've been yeah. feeling it. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been doing, I recently did a, a set of streams where I went back. I did my full PlayStation history, at least as far as it's tracked via trophies. So we looked back to like 2008 to today, every game I've ever played. And that was a lot of fun. We did it on a site called PSN Profiles. And on that site, they show you out of all the possible trophies that you could have earned across all your games, how many do you have? And I came in, basically, it worked out perfectly. At the start of the year, I basically was exactly at 50%. I had I had basically earned half of all the possible trophies I could earn. That's pretty Uh, decent, I think. I think so, too. But I want some of my focus this year to be doing some cleanup uh, on some older games. Going back and revisiting some of those games and kind of finishing the last little bit, knocking out the trophies I never got. So... I want to see that completion go from 50% up to 60% by the end of the year. That's honestly, that doesn't sound like a lot. You're like, oh, you're moving the needle by 10%, but that's actually a pretty hefty chunk. That might be a slightly overambitious goal, but I'd like to see how close to it I can get. So you're just doing some visiting, you know, going back to some old favorites, giving them a little more time, a little bit more love, uh, you know, going out of my way a little bit more in the stuff that I play to, to see some of the side optional objectives and things, try and get that up to 60% completion for my trophies. Interesting. Really hitting those stat card there. You're looking at the stats. Want to up your yeah. stats. That's good. That is good. Uh, and that's, that is interesting that it measures it that way. I think, uh, I think without that, that would be really hard to quantify. So, yeah, I think, you know, this one's going to be, it's going to be a weird year because, you know, at the beginning of April, all things according to plan, the kid's going to be arriving. And I don't know exactly what the game time will look like or how it'll work, but uh, whether or not I have time to sit down and play like long story-focused stuff, we'll see. But I feel like I can always pop in and work on a trophy here and there. It's it's sort of like a pop-in, pop-out mentality mm-hmm. that will work for whatever my schedule looks like at the time. So I think it'll slot nicely into that time frame where my sleep schedule and whatnot is a little bit borked borked you don't ever want it to be borked folks keep that sleep schedule unborked i'm going to unbork this like a fine one (laughs) i'm going to and because you know i got i got a i got an oculus back in may you remember i was was jazzed about that dude i Mm -hmm. i jumped right into a couple games real quick and then as a lot of people do with their vr devices they're like well that was pretty cool and they set it aside and they don't really play it again it's, uh, they do other things, and they're like, I don't want to play that thing. It's, i got to slap it on my head, make sure it's charged, and remember what my meta password is and all this bullshit. <laughs> um, but this year, I'm, go- I'm going to – I declare. I declare. I declare. I'm going to uh, go to beat. Go to beat. I want to say I'm going to beat five VR games. This could be of mm. any shape and size. I mean, they could be little, they could be little quick guys. You know, they can be longer, drawn-out experiences. 
but I really want to give it a good run because I really enjoy it when I play it. It's just one of those things, yeah. and we talked about this. You can't do it while you do something else. That's typically the way I play games is just, you know, have some sports on, play a game, or have a stream mm-hmm. on, play a game, or whatever. And you really got to, you know, you can really only do VR. So I'm yep. just going to, I'm going to try to do that. Five, just five in a year. It's not that bad, but I think it'll give me a, a lot of, you know, five, not a lot of people that have, have VR. Not a lot of them are beating five in a year. Unless you're really hooked on it. So I'm, I'm going to try to up, up my average. I like that. I think that's a good goal. I also think that you might be surprised at how you end up playing a few more. At least in my experience, when I start playing VR, I kind of get into a VR phase. I'll go months and months and months, never pop in my headset. And then I'll put mm-hmm. it on and start playing through a game. And I'll be like, man, all right, I'm I'm kind of in the zone now. I'm going to keep going. Boom, 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 boom. So yeah, uh, I'll dude. be curious if that happens to you too. All right. Do you have any other uh, little goals? Yeah, I've got two more. Do you want me to knock both these out? Uh, you know, I got, you got one, one more. more. I got okay. one more. All right, yeah. let's let's knock out this a, next one. You can make a here. sandwich out of me. Make a sandwich out of me. Make me is... the meat in your sandwich. <laughs> Buddy, tuck that meat in between my goal sack. Right. Wow, I would have gone with bread, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> uh, so I had a goal that I I'm going to just go ahead and declare a failure last year. Which was Whoa. to play more longer games. And yeah. I just I just failed to I don't even have an excuse. I can't even be like, well, you know, my life got so busy. It's like no, you I just so played, busy playing ogre battle, you couldn't play any longer games. Yeah, I played like the one long game <laughs> and then I was like, dude, I gotta play a lot of Genesis platformers now. No time mm. for anything else. Uh so I'm bringing that goal forward and I'm really I'm getting I'm striking at the heart of what I think that goal always was meant to be which is play more RPGs. I don't yeah. I don't even know if I want to put a number on it but if I was going to say at least a number let's say even just play 3 long meaty RPGs. Uh I have so many RPGs in my collection especially JRPGs and they never get any love even though I love the genre because they're so dang long. I I feel like a poser. Because people mm-hmm. will ask me, like, oh, what are your favorite genres of games? And I'll be like, oh, you know, I love 2D platformers. I love rhythm games. I love JRPGs. And they're like, oh, I love JRPGs too. What's the last one you played? And I'll be like, uh, I played Chrono Dragon Cross. Quest Eleven in 2018. Like, mm, mm, I just, mm, mm. I, Poser. I, I don't give them any time. So I want to, I want to break that, say, no, it's time to just knock out a few of these RPGs. You love them. They're cozy. They're comfy. Yeah. They're so enjoyable. It's the time uh, of year when it's cold outside. We've always said, you know, yep. no better time than when it's cold outside to light up a nice JRPG. You should do it. True. Just do tuck it in. So that's my goal. At least three RPGs, but I'm just saying in general, play more RPGs, play more of my RPGs. Do it. Yeah, what if you if you had to play an RPG right now, if you had to go to the shelf and pull one down and start start on this, what would you go for? Honestly, the one that's been most top of mind for me right now is I've been really Jones into replay Final Fantasy thirteen. Replay. It's, wow, okay, interesting. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been in a Final Fantasy thirteen place, but you know, maybe heck, I have I own thirteen two and Lightning Returns, haven't played either of those. So maybe thirteen two. Mm, Boom, move, best of both move worlds. On. Move on. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Okay. I blank. I'm going to tell you. I don't. That's a tough one. I don't know if you can do it. Three. You only got the one this year. You got things coming this year. You got. You get. You have an RPG of your life coming. 
I know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. Good luck to you there. Uh, one for me real quick. I just, you know, last year I had a, I did poorly with this. I played at tops two games that came out in 2022. Trek to Yomi and uh, the one where I power wash everything on Earth. <laughs> Love that game. Didn't finish it. Loved it. Uh, this year, I'm going to up it. I want to say I'm going to play. Now, I'm not guaranteeing a beat, but I want to take part in three current year releases. I want to be in on some hubbub. Me watching mm. me watching these Elden Ring nerds run, around, run laps around my Discord <laughs> and leaving me out of it. I felt like the dad watching their kids play in the playground. I was like, y'all okay? <laughs> y'all need any? You want some juice? Snacks or juice? We're going to have to leave in a minute. It's getting dark. <laughs> That's how I felt. And I didn't like that feeling. I want to be in on some bub. Hubbub. Mm. So I'm going to play three current year releases. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to aim for ones that everyone else is kind of into. Yeah. Though, I mean, every year has a couple where it's just kind of the hype wave sweeps through. Just yeah. let yourself get caught up in it. It's an enjoyable process to be a part of the conversation. I will I'm say. I'm going to try my best. And God dang, the SEO appreciates it. This podcast appreciates it. It does. We do need to. Honestly, folks, the reason we're playing is because it attracts more listeners. And we yeah. just need to say we need an excuse to type things into the tags. How many more times do we have to casually mention Elden Ring before we're allowed to, you know, <laughs> with no guilt in our heart, put it into the description, into the show notes? That's right. Elden Ring, Elden Ring. Gosh, Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. That's an Elden, Elden of a ring right there. All Boy, right. It really Elden Rings. My last one, I think generally a philosophy, I sound like I'm contradicting myself here, but I feel like maybe you'll understand kind of the the heart of what I'm striking at here is I want to focus more on the high priority, really exciting games. I think we, you and I both have kind of a habit or a tendency to 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 slide into more of like the B tier, C tier, just because those are nice, quick, easy, three-hour beats, knock them out, have something for the show, uh, be yeah. excited to talk about them. Um, yeah. And I, they're I uncharted the games, territory. They're, yeah. Th- that's kind of fun. Yeah. There are games that I I like almost put on a pedestal where I'm like, I know I'm going to really like this game. Or I'm really excited about this game. But I'm always like waiting for the right time. Like, nah, this isn't the perfect time for that. I'm going to go over here and play Family Feud. You know, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over here and play Katamari Forever on the Vita or something random. And those are still going to happen, but I would like to be a little less sacred and put a little more emphasis on like, buddy, there's no time like the present. Bust out some of those games you've always wanted to play uh, and, and just get down to them, right? Maybe a couple of those are even RPGs. Double up with the previous goal. It's time to to look at the stuff you really like and, and, and make it a high priority. This is a little bit motivated by... Uh, in the same stream that our boy Weedo did his game of the year, he also did a sorting of his backlog, which I thought was really cool. He took like, I don't even know, like 200 games or something crazy. And he tiered him into like, I need to play this this year. This is a, this is a high priority this year. This mm-hmm. is a, if I have time for it. And this is a, realistically, I want to play this, but I already know I'm not going to have time for it this year. And I was like, you know, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm not going to go to that, to that extent. Because I need to keep things fluid. I don't know what I'm going to be in the mood for at the time. But the idea of being like, it's time to prioritize some big stuff in the backlog. Uh, I'd like to to do that. And we'll still mix in that jank, buddy. I love me. Oh, jank. yeah. I was like, please tell me you're not no. you're not sending me a, D- a John, dear John, John Deere. You're not sending me a letter. Uh, <laughs> no, the you're jank doesn't jank. go anywhere. It's That is rooted deep in my heart. And I'm happy to have it living as a parasite wrapped around me. But well, when I, I'm I, not playing jank... Yeah, going after that's, that's that good, good, good. Yeah, understand that. that. Good, good. And, I, and I think, too, uh, what happens uh, between the two, we brought this up, uh, 
we tend to play with some level of distraction kind of embedded like we, yeah. we tend to well, a lot of the janky games are kind of things that we pair with other things and yeah. uh, i know i got to focus on those on those good games and i'm like well i know i was, was kind of want to watch a youtube video too so i'll just play this shitty game yeah and that's the trap so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna glob on to your your thing there and say i'm gonna try to focus a little bit more on the games that i am playing mm, that's a good uh, one yeah do do a little less multitasking yeah even though multitasking uh, it no, it's it. you, usually it's distracting me more than I realize. I think I've come to learn in, in many areas, you know, playing games, mm-hmm. working, whatever you think you're doing a good job multitasking. And then when you really look back and you're like, I think I'm just doing a bad job at two different things. True. True that. I do. I do kind of like having a stream up. So I kind of feel like I got company, even though I'm not really paying attention to it. Oh yeah. It depends on the game for me, but yeah, I, sure. I agree. Even just having a YouTube video up, there's something, certain types something of cool. games pair well with that. It really, you're, you're right. Absolutely. Um, Family Feud, you got to focus. I couldn't do shit, but just look at Family Feud. So uh, it is different. <laughs> Same for Home Alone. Gosh, I've I've led a rough two weeks. Oof. Well, I think it's time we cover the big challenge. All right. So I think yeah. we we should acknowledge for for everyone out there who participated in last year's challenge and even the year before at the every console, uh, every system challenge. Um, it's awesome. It's really cool to see other people participate in those. And hopefully yeah. you found that by doing those, uh, especially with everybody else, that you've you've ended up playing some games that maybe you wouldn't in, in not just that, but you found some enjoyment in finding some games that uh, you had to you had to fit into a box and you ended up, you walked away being like, man, I wouldn't have played that, but that was awesome. Because that happened to me a ton. Bad Boys 2. Pretty decent. So <laughs> uh, this year, Blink and I, uh, in, and what's funny is I think we had this idea like in March of last year because uh, we were like, what do we want to do going forward? These seem to be like people seem to like these and, and they're really good for person for us personally. Uh, what can we come up with? And, uh, boy, we thought and we thought and we thought and we're like, what, what is something, what is something that a lot of people know inside and out, um, that will make it even for everyone? You know, again, we had the age thing. People are different. People are just different ages. It just turns <laughs> it's crazy. Out. Yeah. I was thinking we were, I thought we were all 36. No. And it wasn't until no. a lot of people got upset that I was like, some people are, Ever so slightly older, like upwards of 38, 39. <laughs> so, uh, this year now, but I don't know, like I'm nervous to bring it up. I'm afraid people are going to be, be upset, but, uh, I just, I just really hope people know the alphabet. That's the biggest Ooh. thing here. Do you think people got it? I think if you're out there and you're sweating a little because yeah. you don't know your alphabet, I think you have time to learn. I think you yeah. have time to learn. And we're going to ask that you do learn it because it, it is going to be important. It's going to help you a lot on a lot of those visual novel games on the Vita. If yeah. you learn, if you learn that. Uh, so to review, that's going to be a B. I'm not going to do the whole alphabet. <laughs> uh, but in addition to the whole alphabet, so we're going to be beating a game for every letter of the alphabet. Now, if you're like, well, this game is called a something or the something, what do I count it as? Completely up to you. Again, we're not the police. It's just a way to get you to play some different games. Okay. Do whatever you want. Uh, but we're doing all the letters of the alphabet. That's right. Even Z, even Q. And also numbers. So a game that starts with a number. There's no shortage of those, believe it or not. Or you, <laughs> if you're like, well, I don't want one that starts with a number, it could just have a number in it. That's fine, too. Yeah. Just find a game to put there, would you? Just play a game. Yeah, give it a shot. You know what? Go play 3 Extreme on the PlayStation 1. There you go. That's right. 1080. Area 51 would even count. No one cares. Just play some games. So there you go. You got your alphabet challenge. Now that's just, that's just kind of like your easy mode, really. We're saying, yeah. you know, cause last year, you know, we had you beaten what? 
depending on your age, uh, a good number of games. Depending on the number of consoles, a good number of games. Right here, we're asking everyone to beat a solid at least 27, if you count the numbers mm-hmm. again. Yep. That's that's your easy mode. Now, if you want to jump up to uh, a medium medium difficulty this year, we'll be asking you to not just beat the, those games. We're going to ask you to also add three rebeats. A lot of times, Blink and I, we're always looking forward. What's the next game on the backlog to play? What's the next thing? What's the next game? And sometimes, you know, there's games that we cherish, but we really, we think we don't have time for those. We don't have time to play what we, what we know and love because we got to keep going forward and play some new stuff. But you know what? Sometimes it's good to jump back into that nostalgia wagon, reach back deep, pull out something you love just to see if it still holds up or just to re-experience it. Some of you may do that already. I don't. And this will yeah. be a good way to to sort of twist my arm to say, listen, pull out that Legend of Zelda, bud. It's okay. Hey, people on the podcast don't care if you talk about it. They they want to talk. They want to hear what you've got to say about the game you like. Pull yep. it out, and play it again, beat it. So three rebeats that'll get you up to thirty games. Steve, how you feeling so far? You think you think people are handling this okay? You know, thirty games is a solid number. I like the three rebeats. Again, it's a good opportunity to play stuff that. At least for me, it, because it's only three rebeats, it's like I think to myself, okay, I can put a little more meat into each of those rebeats. I can maybe go look at something like like an Earthbound, a game that I love, but I've oh, only yeah. ever played through the one time. You know, it's a solid 20, 25-hour game. Uh, I can slot that cleanly into that rebeat there. But all in all, I think we're looking good on that medium difficulty, 27, all the letters of the alphabet number, the rebeats. But what if I want to kick it up to hard mode? What if I want to spice it up a little bit more? That's right. If you are, gosh, you're just like, I want to be super duper polykill man or woman or whoever person. Uh, you, you can, you can take the extra step of trying to beat games across nine different genres. Like, oh, Travis, blink, don't do that because what you have to tell us what genres. No, no, you no. just pick. Just just pick nine different kinds of games and play them. You know, that's all you got to do. That, so that way, you know, you can't just find all the fighting games that are A through Z and beat those. No, you got to. You're going to have to. You're going to have to find a point click, maybe. Maybe horror. And you're like, well, there's subgenres. There's there's point click and then there's point and drink. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> that's up to you. If you want to count those as different, sure. But. A lot of people maybe just want to get in those real. I'm gonna. I'm personally gonna aim for some more generalized buckets. I yeah. want to try to get nine distinct types of games into that alphabet. So, what what, what might help you at home uh, is that we have built out a spreadsheet that uh, we can all use. We'll see how long it lasts before somebody screws it up or it <laughs> Google goes down and deletes it forever. So, what you'll see in there across the top row, Steve and I, we've already added some of our games in there. We're show offs. So we'll be the first two. Whoever hops in there, just be the next column, the next column. We got it broken down. You can list all your ABCs. You can highlight the genres that you've played different games in. You can list those rebeats. So we can keep track of everyone together. All right, and that's just on the first tab. Second tab, we're going to be adding some some instructions in there just in case uh, people want to refer back to what goes on here and they don't have to listen to this episode for that information. Uh, you'll have that. So once again, to recap, in terms of new games you've never played before, you're going to have to dig through your alphabet. All right. Yep. You're going to have to go through your A through Zs with the numbers as well. And then you can add three rebeats to that. Games you've already beaten before. You just love them. Gosh dang, just add them, add them up this year. Play them. Get them going. And then if you really want to impress us across those those games, you picked out nine different genres. Why the number nine? I don't know. It was divisible by 27. It seemed good. Uh, 
at the time seemed like it made sense. But nine, nine different genres. That's all we're asking. That's all we're asking. You're like, I don't ever play sports games. Well, maybe the years you give it a shot. Play Mutant League Hockey. It's fun. Yeah, it's a good time. And now we, th- this works perfectly because like you're saying, it's a static 30. It's a tight 30. It, imagine this is like if every single person who did the year challenge last year was exactly 30 years old. Okay. Right. Or the year before that, it's like you owned exactly 30 systems and handhelds. All right. Mm, so everyone's mm, on a even playing field. Have fun. Try to diversify as much as you can. I would say, again, do your best to find something that starts with those letters. But if you need to bend the rules, we understand. But I think you, you will serve yourself and your variety by, by going outside the box a little bit. Like if it comes down to November, December, you haven't found anything for Z. Sure, you can put Zelda, even though it's the Legend of Zelda. But you know, maybe before that, dig a little deeper. Maybe hit some Zillion. That's what I'm thinking. I might do some Zillion for mm. Z. Wow! Uh, I think it'd be a good opportunity to find some cool games, and I look forward to seeing if anyone beats any other Q game besides Qbert. If that's the only one that gets beaten, cool. Wow! And if you can beat Qbert, uh, you can replace me as host. How yeah, about that? You get to just be the polykiller. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that game is hard. Uh, all right. I think that's going to do it. So, yeah, if you do have questions, you can reach out to us on Twitter. You got that email handy. You can always do that. Uh, but what you will find this, uh, this here sheet linked in the podcast show notes. So just, uh, you're like, what? Where's that? Uh, just, uh, click on the podcast you're listening to and scroll down a little bit. It's right there along with all the other information. Uh, and let us know if you have any issues with it. We'll try to fix it up and get you set up and ready to go. Uh, and I'll say, that, okay. uh, for anyone who wants to, Start filling in their sheet. Like we said, you go fill in your name in the top column. Uh, feel free to backfill stuff that you've beaten starting at the beginning of 2023 if you've already oh, yeah. been playing stuff. I know some folks were a little bit nervous about not knowing if what they were playing are going to count towards it. Go back to the beginning of the year. That's fine. Fill in what you've already beaten. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And we're looking forward to a good year. We think maybe this is a little easier than the last couple. We might all end up playing the same Q or Z game, but uh, it'll be fun. Uh, the point of this one really is just to branch out in the genres and, and try to try to do something new. Introduce yourself to something new. Yep. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up. I feel like we've probably killed. We, I would say we sped right through that like Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt? Earnhardt. <laughs> but uh, it ended up being about as long as all the rest of them. It's not a little longer. So look at us go. Yeah. We are crushing it as always, as will everybody else. When they start playing their alphabetical games. That's right. Well, until next time, you can find me on Twitter, Traff Plays Games. Steve is, of course, at Blinkum. You can find him on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Tuesdays, Thursdays. Where's Mon- Mondays? Not the day he's on there. It's Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. What are you playing next? What's going on over there? Mm, we got a lot of stuff coming up soon. We got a pickups video. And a little birdie had a, sent me a package that I need to open live on the air coming up oh this week. God. So I can't wait for that. I cannot wait. Yeah. So that'll be on. That'll be on Friday. Uh, Friday the thirteenth. If anyone else is coming out, we're gonna do some live pickups Ooh, as Friday I do every 13th. couple of months. Ooh. 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 Oh my. Wow. Spooky dooky. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, be sure to catch that. That's at uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Blinkum. And until next time. Peace.